The Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. Makes the catch at the 30. Makes the man miss at the 35. He's at the 45. Runs away from the defender. He's at the 30. The 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown for the Sealands Grove Seals. Now it's time for Seals game day. Driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game. The Heartland Conference and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. And we'll have previews of other games airing from Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Now, from the stadium, here are Pat O'Brien and Steve Briggs. And in 03, Shemokin won both the meetings. In 12, the Seals won both matchups. Last season, both teams won the regular season matchup, splitting it. And then Shemokin won the Week 8 playoff game. Hello and welcome to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field and Seals Game Day, the playoff edition, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford and Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 to 15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. I'm Kevin Hur filling in for Pat O'Brien tonight, who I know is listening and is listening intently. And every mistake I make, he'll tell me about. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but joining me for the opening round of the District 4 4A playoffs, for the second-seeded Seals hosting the third-seed Shemokin Indians. Uh, Seals averaging uh, or trying to avenge a 2020 playoff loss uh, to the Indians here tonight. And joining me, a good friend of mine from many years ago, Susquehanna Hall of Fame coach Steve Briggs, joining me here in the broadcast booth. Steve, last week, best story, he was the 19th quarterback in Seals Grove history to throw over 1,000 yards in a season. And he's the big reason why Sealands Grove is where they are. And, you know, when you look back, you kind of think this all started maybe on that Saturday afternoon at Kent Memorial Stadium on a game that was supposed to be played on Friday night under the lights. The lights were not working yet. They played it Saturday afternoon. The first half was very sluggish, and then all of a sudden, Sealands Grove, almost like a light switch, found an offense. Absolutely. First off, best to Pat. Hope you're feeling better, buddy. And it's great to be here with the legend, Kevin Hur. Uh, I am. I'm honored. Nightmare. I'm honored. Um, absolutely. This was, um, it, it was that game, uh, beautiful Saturday afternoon, as you said, versus the night before. And Mark really, uh, he grew up. He grew up in a big way. I've noticed through the, from the first week of, of the scrimmage, um, right on through, he's really matured. But it was that game that, kind of put him over the top he he threw for almost 220 30 yards if i if i don't recall um but most importantly he did it he kind of focused downfield versus looking at the rush i think the speed you always say when you when you look at this the speed he he adjusted to it slowed down for him a little bit and i think that's how he adapted and he continued for the next seven weeks um as we saw through the year. You know, you make a great point, and you hear this at every level. You know, the speed of the game. I finally caught up to the speed of the game. Explain what that means what, from what, a player's point what, of view. What that means is when, when things are going real fast, it's hard to focus on different things. And think about what happened. He's, he was a 10th grader. He's a, he is a 10th grader. Didn't have any varsity experience. So he was used to that level on the JV level um, with his type of guys now he's playing my goodness some of these kids are 18 and 19 years old that can run um and 
what that means is you're focused really more on what goes around versus what is in front of you. And that's what we what we mean as it the slows tunnel vision down. goes away. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that you know, every step you take you go, Oh man, I can I get it now. And you can't you you can't um, what do I want to say? Show that to him in practice. He has to get that experience, that game experience. And frankly, it's on every level. Look at the, the rookie quarterbacks that are playing in the NFL. They're used to the college speed, and all of a sudden, bang. Well, it's all relatively the same. Um, and that's what happened with Mark, and he really, really progressed. Well, for a junior, Brandon Heil has really picked up to the speed of the game. The workhorse for the Seals offense and their week, uh, week, uh, win a week ago over Montoursville carried the ball 16 times, which is a tied for a season high. Went over 100 yards for the third time this season. Added two touchdowns in the win, including a 26-yarder to open up the scoring for the Seals. But he's been as much of a defensive standout as a ball carrier with this team. 18 tackles for a loss, a pick, a forced fumble, a block punt, and a partridge and a pear tree. <laughs> Kevin, he's he's a difference maker. He's one of the guys in this area that we're going to see play at the next level. There's no question. He's had he's had a couple offers. Um, he's I noticed right from the get go. He's big. He's strong. He runs. Um, he's what a lot of coaches would term a runner and a hitter. Okay, he's always around the football. He's always the one where you want to get the football in his hands and we're going to talk about the the madden kid for shimokin here in a in a bit but brandon heil is special and there's been many of them through the years uh in this area uh especially here at sealens grove but um he really is he's a special player and and uh you're going to see that you talk about vision and how he's uh how he's been able to see the ball and and see the game as a, and, and as a junior what I think impresses me the most is how quickly he reads and reacts at the linebacker position. Yeah, he, he's, well, they play him everywhere. They play him, uh, he'll play an outside linebacker position in the 3-5. In the They'll play him inside. They played him at this position that we called a star position early in the year where he's basically unblocked. But he's got that instinct. He's got that those steps that he's always around the football. They'll play him on the half. They'll play him on, on half field on uh, in a nickel set. I think more so uh, the last couple of weeks he's been down near the box, which I think it's mo- more importantly. But here's a kid that's 6'2", 205, might be the fastest kid on the team. Well, one of the things that he's going to be looking at in that Shemokin backfield is a guy by the name of Max Madden. I mean, this guy can really run, and, and the Seals really shut him down. Uh, shut the senior down in that game in week three, the 33 to nothing victory. Held him to just 25 yards, but something has changed since then. And I, I have to ask, what is it in Shemokin's offense that has opened it up for uh, Max to, to run over 1,300 yards and average six yards a carry this well, year? Well, he, he went, the, uh, Shemokin early in the year, and if you watched them, uh, uh, Seals Grove got their film against Lewisburg and their film against uh, Central Mountain. They were a base wing team. They were Southern Columbia, a la um, Henry Hynoski and his connection there, of course, but they were a wing tee offense, which means he's not the primary primary runner. The fullback is, okay? He was one of the backs. Now, I throw on the tape, which I did two or three days this week and really looked at him. They're an I-Pro 
Uh, 21 personnel. What that means is there's two backs in the backfield. He's the tailback. And, and Kevin, they're getting him the ball 25, 30, 35, 37 times a game. That's what I do. And, and you're right. When you have a guy like that <laughs> that can right. average six yards a carry. I mean, think about it. You have six yards a carry first down on second down. Six yards a carry, second down, first down. I mean, you, you're automatically getting that first down every two plays. I'm sticking my three fingers up right now <laughs> at, at Kevin. Uh, the What you want in a good running offense at any level is get three yards, and they can't stop you. Do the math, okay? That's exactly right. This kid's getting, as you said, six, eight, breaking some big ones. Brandon, as well as Tucker Teets for Sealens Grove, We've talked about it all year. They're explosive plays. This kid for Shemokin has explosive plays. And what happens is that running, and you mentioned it, he went from fullback earlier in the year now to tailback. And they list him at a tailback now position. He is a true tailback. And what happens is it opens up that passing game right. that has struggled early in the year. And I think that's really a big part of as well as what uh, is the success Shemokin has had. A- absolutely. And... And it's one of those things, Kevin, I think, and Coach Hanoski knows this, their staff knows it, they're they're undermanned here. I wouldn't say physically tonight, but they're undermanned. I think I just counted, you know, 25, 26 players, not that everybody plays, or but they're undermanned. They're, we're going to see Madden get the football 30 to 40 times tonight, and, and that's... That's their game plan. And, they, and you're right. That offense is going to revolve around Max Madden. We'll talk more about that and about tonight's game between the Seals and the Shemokin Indians. Uh, Shemokin coming in at 5-5. Five and five. Sealens Grove at 7-3 and three as we continue on here with Seals game day here on Eagle 107. Plus, we'll get a preview of one of the games on 100.9 The Valley. And Greg Wetzel covering the Lewisburg Green Dragons in the Valley and WVLY.com later on tonight. We'll hear from head coach Jarek Hicks as well. And prior to kickoff, we'll get Steve's thoughts on what it's going to take to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals. This is Seals Playoff Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. School can be complicated, but banking doesn't have to be. Whether it's saving money for a car, depositing cash from your summer job, or trying to figure out what building credit means. You never have to worry, because for all of your money questions, you've got Nori Bank. Find us at noribank.com and stop by any of our branches to get started. The Northumberland National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello. Um, is this the pizza shop? Yeah, that's right. What do you want? I would like to order a pizza for delivery. Well, stop flapping your jaw. Tell me what you want there. Cupcake? Cupcake? No, I, I want pizza. Yeah, I got that. But you're wasting my time with all this nonsense instead of giving me your order. Want a more pleasant experience when you're hungry? Well, Bella's Pizza and Sealands Grove will treat you like family. Call or stop in before or after the game. At Bella's, your hometown pizza shop, enjoy delicious handmade pizza, subs, wings, and more. Open seven days a week for pickup, dine-in, or delivery. Call 570-374-2900. Bella's Pizza, 29 South Market Street and Sealands Grove. Like them on Facebook. Hi, this is Bob Schoen, the general manager of Blaze Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg. And for years, we've been saying it's worth the drive to Route 45. Well, what does that mean? It means you're
you're going to get the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle in stock. Check out our inventory BlazeAlexanderFord.com and compare it to the competition. It means we have a selection of over $12 million of inventory, so whatever it is that you're looking for, we typically have it on our lot. It means you're going to get service after the sale that's second to none. Plus, at Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg. Eagle107.com Seals game day, the playoff edition, driven by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 to 15 in Hummel's Wharf here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field in Sealands Grove, getting ready for the 7 and 3 Sealands Grove Seals in the 5 and 5 Shemokin Indians. This is one of two District 4 class quad A playoff games going tonight. It's interesting, the way things happen in District 4, the quad A teams play two games because there's four teams that go, and then they'll play technically a first round state playoff game. When you get into some of the smaller schools like AAA, there are eight teams that can qualify. That championship game is actually a first round state playoff game, the way the brackets fall. So is it true that if you're in a higher class that you have to play an extra game? Well, not necessarily, but you do have to play an opponent outside of your area, and that does happen in Quad A quite a bit. Do you remember Clearfield being one of those opponents for years and Johnstown being another opponent for a couple of years for Sealands Grove? So it has not happened many times and continues to happen here this year. But again, the other game in District 4 is a semifinal at one of my favorite locations, the Shore Without a Beach, Jersey Shore. And that's where the Lewisburg Green Dragons tonight are taking on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. The Bulldogs came one game short of a state championship a year ago, and they have continued to roll this year. It'll be a tough test for a Lewisburg team that found a way to get into the playoffs here in the last couple of weeks of the season. Let's check in with Greg Wetzel and get his thoughts on the game that's on 100.9 The Valley. The Lewisburg Green Dragons travel to Jersey Shore tonight to take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs in a semifinal game in the District 4 Class 4A playoffs. The Green Dragons come into the game as the fourth seed and with a record of 5-4 and four after defeating Mifflinburg last week by a score of 12-6. Jersey Shore comes into the game as the number one seed and a record of 10-0 after defeating Central Mountain last week by a score of 27 to nothing. Last week, in a driving rainstorm, Lewisburg used two second-half touchdowns to defeat Mifflinburg. Owen Ordonez scored on a 41-yard pass from Wade Young, and Logan Callison scored on a 27-yard pass from Xander Walters. Jersey Shore used four second-half touchdowns to pull away from Central Mountain. The first meeting between Jersey Shore and Lewisburg ended in a 47-8 victory for the Bulldogs. The score was 10-8 at halftime, but Jersey Shore ran 51 offensive plays in the first half, and then the Green Dragons turned the ball over two times in their first three plays of the second half, and Jersey Shore was on their way to victory. Lewisburg will be without their starting quarterback, Wade Young, tonight, who was injured in the Mifflinburg game. So Xander Walters will be the starting quarterback. Jersey Shore is led by junior quarterback Brady Jordan, who has thrown for over 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns. The leading rusher is junior Hayden Packer, who has rushed for 821 yards and 14 touchdowns. As a team, Jersey Shore has rushed for close to 2,700 yards and 36 touchdowns. They are averaging over 400 yards a game on offense and 41 points a game. Lewisburg's defense has a tall order to keep the Green Dragons in this game. Game time is 7 o'clock with a pregame show at 6.30 on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. 
I'm Greg Wetzel for Game Day on Eagle 107. I can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet. Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile? I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods. And you yelling, leave the shoes outside. <laughs> These floors have seen a lot, and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey. Right? You bet, my dear. You bet. Carpet Man in Milton. Flooring for life. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Try burgers and sandwiches like the bacon cheese, flamethrower, and cheese grill burgers. Favorites like the hamburger, cheeseburger, and chili cheese dog, and the fall Blizzard menu. Tell the whole stadium, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. Seals Grove Ford, your number one certified pre-owned Ford dealer in Central PA, is a proud supporter of all Seals Grove students and athletes. A Seals Grove Ford certified car. It's not just another car, it's Ford certified and backed by the best warranty in the business. So if you're looking for confidence, great value, and peace of mind on your next pre-owned car, Seals Grove Ford is the place to go. See their inventory at SealsGroveFord.com. At the bridge in Seals Grove, home of Mr. Sharpie and Sharp Pencil Deals. Go Seals! Eagle 107. It is Shemokin and Sealands Grove here at Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field. Kevin Hur along with Steve Briggs. Zach Showers on the numbers tonight. Filling in for Pat O'Brien I am this evening. And Pat la actually lost his voice. His wife is ecstatic about that, I might add. But, you know, we won't get into that conversation. So they had to go to the bullpen, and I'm the only one. You could call this the bullpen game. The Phillies had a lot of those this year. They had a lot of bullpen games. And I don't know how well it worked for the Phillies all the time, but we're hoping for a little bit better outcome on this one. <laughs> Shemokin will be in their road white uniforms with purple numerals and trim. Shemokin, uh, the uh, Seals will be in their gray uniforms with the red and white trim and the blue, navy blue numerals and the white helmets. What is it that you need, if, if you're sitting on the sidelines and your coach Hicks this week, what is it that you think, Steve, needs to happen for this game to be in control well, for, I think, for Sealands Grove? I think not make mistakes, keep the chains moving on offense, and defensively, don't give up the big play. You, you know what's going to happen. 34 is going to be in your face most of the night. Make tackles. It's still a blocking and tackling game, and, and I think that's what it comes down to. Don't make it bigger than what it is, uh, and I think that's a, that's a key point. This is an interesting um, I, I don't know if you want to call it an NFL-style defense. I mean, earlier I thought it was more like a 3-5, but now it seems more like a 3-4 defense that uh, Shemokin's going to be running tonight. It, it, I think it depends on what the what Seals Grove comes out with uh, personnel and, and formation with, but you, you're going to see eight and nine people in the box. They still want to stop Brandon Heil, I think, and Tucker Teets. Maybe make uh, Mark Pastore beat you. Uh, that might be what their philosophy is going into it. I think if I was Shemokin, um, and, and I know we're not necessarily Shemokin people here, too, and I don't mean that negatively, but um, if I was Shemokin, you've got to stop number two you got to stop brandon heil and and regardless of how you do it you got to stop him and maybe the weakest part of this offense 
is um, the, the passing game, if you look at it comparatively. Yeah, and, and I think you're going to see a lot of times where uh, Shemokin especially is going to take Nye and roll him out of the pocket and give right. him a little bit more time. Now, he is not going to be a guy that is going to run the football by any means. I mean, he's 42 carries for minus 98 yards on the year. He is not going to be the guy that you're going to have to worry about getting out on the edge and then sneaking away. He might grab a couple extra yards if he needs one, but it's not going to be one where they're going to run the option. Now, how important is it in the 3-5 for those outside dogs to really stay and contain that? Oh, it's it's a big game. Uh, it's a big part of the game. I think when I, I went back and watched uh, week number three uh, a couple days ago, and Shemokin did have success in the third quarter throwing the ball on the flank. And uh, Pat is probably listening. Zach's here. We watched it probably of three or four weeks in a row. That's where teams tried to take advantage of Sealand Grove's defense, get, get outside of of the people that uh, are inside with their speed, and a lot of that is the containment. You know, you got to have people set the edge, and and if you don't, it's going to be a tough night. In that week three game, Seelands Grove found some vulnerability in Shemokin on the corners. Now they've done a couple of things to really change that up a little bit, and we're starting to see that in the in the starting lineup tonight, especially. Yeah. Um, again, Shemokin. From what I understand, it's still going to be the old adage of three yards in a cloud of dust. Um, maybe, um, and Zach probably talked to our coaches a little bit more than, than anybody this week, but I, I think the big thing with, with uh, Seals Grove is the speed and, and the attack, uh, attacking defense in the 3-5. And, and that's going to be key. They got to do what they do best. And I, I've seen a lot of three fives, and Sealands Grove runs one very well, and it all predicates on those outside and linebackers sure and trying to keep that contained. And that'll be the key here tonight. Now, what does Coach Derek Hicks have to say? We'll find that out when we return. Shemokin and Shikalami. Excuse me, Shemokin and Sealands Grove. You knew it was going to happen somewhere along the line, <laughs> didn't you? It's coming up. Here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com, this is Sunbury Motors Game Night. Every week, thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a home-cooked meal or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces, found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glix installed the heat and glow inserts and fireplace, we've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Colhavy, General Manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glick's Heat & Glow products. In an average lifetime, we have 7 to 10 major events. We buy our first car, rent or buy our first home, get married, start a business, have children, a child starts driving, and we retire. But life is not always average or predictable. For all of life's events, common or exceptional, Sholly Insurance Agency is here to help. Family owned and operated in Lewisburg, Sholly Insurance Agency offers coverage for your home, auto, life, business, and employee benefits through best-in-class carriers like Grange Insurance. Sholly Insurance Agency, we're here to help. Visit us at sholleyagency.com. Seals Grove Ford, your number one certified pre-owned Ford dealer in Central PA, is a proud supporter of all Seals Grove students and athletes. A Seals Grove Ford certified car. It's not just another car, it's Ford certified and backed by the best warranty in the business. So if you're looking for confidence, great value, and peace of mind on your next pre-owned car, Seals Grove Ford is the place to go. See their inventory at SealsGroveFord.com. At the bridge in Seals Grove, home of Mr. Sharpie and Sharp Pencil Deals. Go Seals! 
This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Welcome to the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. I'm Zach Showers and we welcome Coach Hicks. Last week, Sealands Grove closed out the regular season with a 21-10 win over Montoursville. Um, in the rain. Uh, what were your thoughts on the bounce back performance last week? Uh, I was pleased, you know, in, in that weather, um, you know, we had we had good ball security, you know, running backs, quarterback, receivers, everybody took care of the football. Um, you know, second half, they came out in not ideal conditions and we were able to throw the ball a little bit. Uh, we talked at halftime about that and, you know, Mark and the receivers did a nice job. Again, just, just taking care of the football and uh, not giving Montoursville a short field. How impressive was it to have a turnover-free game and then also be able to sustain some long drives in the rainy conditions like that? Uh, again, you know, when you look at even a normal night to go turnover-free is a good night. And then you take that first half was brutal. The rain was coming down pretty good. Uh, you know, ball was slippery. I picked up one of them. I think it weighed about 14 pounds being waterlogged. So, uh, you know, for the guys to, to do what they did, take care of the football in those conditions, is, is a positive going forward. We're talking to Coach Hicks as part of the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Um, we've talked a lot about Brandon Heil this season. Um, last week he had over 100 yards and two touchdowns, but it was really the first, first game where you fed him the ball a lot in the second half. Um, was that was there a conscious effort to ride him in the second half late in the game? Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, he was running well. Um, the way Montoursville was playing, it was going to be a, a kind of an in-between-the-tackles type of game. And, uh, you know, Brandon was doing – he was doing well in there. He was picking up not big chunks of yards, but three, four, five yards of carry. And, uh, you know, you do that a couple times. You keep the chains moving. The clock was moving. Uh, so, yeah, you know, the, the talk at halftime was – we're going to have to pass the ball to loosen them up a little bit, get an, get another score on the board, uh, which happened. And then from there, you know, you're playing with a lead. Defense is playing well. Uh, keep the clock running. Keep the ball uh, on the ground. It's secure in that kind of weather. Uh, and it worked out well for us. Another senior who had a huge game last night or last week was Aaron Rothmel. Um, probably the biggest game of his career, six tackles, two sacks, three tackles for a loss. Uh, talk a little bit about his play, especially – um, the importance with Rumberger being out last week. Yeah, no, he stepped up, uh, which is what you want a senior captain to do when, you, when you're down a guy on the inside there. Uh, you know, run fits were good. He played disciplined football. And uh, I think the most impressive thing was uh, between him and Garrett Parody. I don't know how many times we blitzed him, uh, but we, we brought pressure. And, uh, you know, Aaron did a great job of containing the quarterback and, uh, you know, getting home most times that we sent him. We're talking to Coach Hicks as part of the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Uh, moving on to Shemokin, uh district playoffs. This is where it starts to get fun, I think, for everybody, the team included. Um, fifth time playing them in the last two seasons. What kind of challenge does that present? Uh, you know, it's there, there's a little bit of positive, a little bit of negative. Um, you know, the biggest thing, you don't want to overthink it. Uh, the amount of film we have on Schmokin is, is crazy. I mean, I, I could spend 24 hours for a couple days straight uh, watching Schmokin film, breaking down film, and, you know, a lot of data there, but at the same time, you, you can overthink things a little bit. So, 
Uh, that's the challenge is, is making sure we're prepared, but not you know over preparing on either side of the ball and uh, kind of outthinking ourselves. So uh, the other challenge would be just getting the kids to realize that it's the fifth time they're familiar, we're familiar. Um, it's essentially a clean slate. You know, it's two and two in the last four. Um, we were able to kind of blow them out in week three, uh, but I told the kids that was a seven nothing game at halftime. Second half, couple big special teams play, a big defensive play uh, where Aaron was able to return it down to like the three, two, three, four yard line, give a short field. Uh, so that that was certainly a much closer game than that thirty three nothing final score would indicate. Does it help having the experience of last year, knowing that uh, a pretty even game and ended up being the last game of the season? Does that experience help from last year at all? I, absolutely. You know, um, I, the kids have talked about it. We've talked about it. That you know, we beat them uh, in what was week seven last year. Uh, they came down here in week eight, which was your first playoff week, and uh, shut us out. So, you know, I, I talked to the kids about, hey, we beat them out there. Uh, and they certainly remember how things went down last year and watching and smoke and celebrate on uh, the S in the middle of our field and uh, wave their flag around. Uh, so they, they certainly have a chip on their shoulder about that from last year. Week three does seem like an awful long team, uh, an awful long time ago. Um, you know, Seals Grove's grown up a lot over the past seven weeks. Uh, are you able to take much from that matchup, or are both teams changed quite a bit since that? Um, both have changed, uh, but at the same time, you know, for them it's more personnel changes. They've shuffled some guys around, some new faces have come in. Um, the playbook for them doesn't look a whole lot different. You know, when you look at ours, uh, the, the defensive side's the same. Offensively, well, actually it's not, because defensively we've added uh, some different nickel packages and blitz packages since week three. Uh, offensively, it's a significant difference as well from week three. So, you know, when we're looking at, uh, you know, looking at their offense, not a huge change. Defense for them, no change at all. Uh, so that's good. You know, it's just going to, like I said, going to be different personnel executing that stuff. Defensively, does it still come down to stopping Max Madden, or do you have to be cognizant of their uh, passing attack? No, uh, it, it's both. I mean, Nye can throw the ball. You know, we, we looked at the first game. Uh, right before the half when they were kind of going hurry up they he had a little success throwing the ball against us wouldn't be shocked to see them uh, try that and of course we we have our, our counter move ready to go if they do uh, but at the end of the day they want to run Max Madden you know 20 25 30 times and uh, you know we were fortunate the the first time in week three we held them to I believe 18 20 yards something crazy uh, and, and he's had many hundred-yard games since. So, you know, they, they ride Max, and hopefully we can uh, have a repeat of Week 3 defensively. Derek, thank you for your time. Good luck tonight. This has been the Derek Hicks pregame show. We'll go back to the booth with more from Pat and Coach Briggs as part of Seals Game Day brought to you by Sunbury Motor Company, Eagle 107, and Eagle107.com. Discover the value you'll get when you check out the hundreds of used and certified pre-owned Subarus at WNL Subaru. WNL Subaru salutes our active duty service members and retired veterans with 20% off all your service needs during the entire month of November. Plus, from November 11th to the 13th, WNL Subaru is offering free oil changes to our active duty service members and our retired veterans. We're off Route 11 in Northumberland and online at WNLSubaru.com. Free oil changes to service members and veterans is from 1111 to 1113 while availability remains. Other offers expire 1130. 
Are you looking for a job? Join a team with over 40 years of experience. Truck and Trailer Sales of Seals Grove, the largest tractor-trailer dealership in the region, has immediate openings for truck drivers for commercial trucks. A CDL is a must, or they will train the right person. Please apply in person at Truck and Trailer Sales, 1273 South Market Street, Seals Grove, or call 570-374-1114. Make your decision an excellent choice. Now what are you building? It's a stage for our Christmas tree from Cole Stony Hill Tree Farm. Once we bring it in, get everything we need at their Christmas shop, it'll be ready for display. Now grab those nails and make some hooks for hanging some decorations. I stay away from such things, and you should too. Let's just go to Cole's now before you Ow! hit your thumb with the hammer. Visit Cole's Stony Hill Tree Farm's Christmas shop. Open Monday through Wednesday, 8 till 4, Thursday, 2 till 8, Friday, 2 till 9, Saturday, 10 till 9, and Sunday, noon till 8, and other hours by appointment. Call Stan at 570-204-2995. This is Dr. Dunnigan from Shemokin Dam Health Center. If you suffer from muscle strain, chronic pain, or any other type of injury, we can help. We provide rehabilitation, interventional pain management, massage therapy, and chiropractic in our opioid-free multi-specialty center. We welcome new patients as we are dedicated to helping you become free of the limitations of pain, restoring pain-free function to your life. Call for your appointment, 570-743-4333. That's 570-743-4333. Eagle 107. The Seals marching band getting ready for this play game at Harrell Bowling Memorial Field. A late crowd tonight, Steve. I'm a little surprised. Is there a lot of t- was there a lot of tailgating going on when you Must were coming be. in? Must be. See, that's what we miss doing games is the tailgating. <laughs> you know, in Mount Carmel they start tailgating about four o'clock the day before. <laughs> Kevin, that's why I got out of coaching. Now I can. <laughs> <laughs> that explains it. Me? That explains it. I mean, I remember years ago, you and I had a conversation on the phone, and uh, you know, as I said, you and I have known each other for a good twenty some years now. And I said, it was a year you had trouble with offensive linemen. I said, listen, I got four years of eligibility, and your answer to that was, if I need a forty year old out of shape lineman, I'll give you a call. <laughs> well, it's ten years later. Are you? Are you? No, you still, still can't play. You're still yeah. good. <laughs> you still can't. <laughs> oh, Kevin Hur. My man, Kevin Hur. <laughs> Kevin Hur along with Steve Briggs filling in for Pat O'Brien tonight who uh, had a little bit of a laryngitis issue. and uh, I, I He actually got confused. He thought this was the game at Jersey Shore, so that's why <laughs> that he really right? had it. Yeah, that's... he was hoping to send me to Jersey Shore. Well, the Seals would be big Lewisburg fans tonight because if Lewisburg wins, then, of course, Sealands Grove gets a win as well. Then they would host the District 4 championship game here in Sealands Grove. If Jersey Shore wins and uh, either whoever wins this game would have to travel then to Jersey Shore. And, uh, boy, that is a tough place to play. And I know you haven't been there, uh, had a chance to be there yet uh, necessarily to call a game, but it is a tough place to play. Uh, you know, I've never been. We've been there recruiting, but I've never been at the facility for a game when in 09 when my son was playing um i didn't get a chance to go because of what i was doing so i haven't been up to that facility i've seen a whole bunch of film on it and um 
you know, uh, it's quaint. It's, is I'll that what you call way. it? Yeah, it's quaint. <laughs> and, and those of you that have been to Jersey Shore know exactly what I'm talking about, especially visiting teams, because the stands are right on top of the sidelines, and the and it's still the old ash track or what's left of the ash track that went around the stadium originally. So, believe me, you can hear everything from the yeah. sidelines all the way up to the stands and all the way back down. So. It is a. Uh, it's definitely one of those things that the voice carries quite well. <laughs> well, um, you're talking to a, an ex-coach, and we never like to look ahead. So I don't even know. I don't know who you're talking about, where that is. Fair enough. Uh, Jersey Shore to me is. Uh, it's a beautiful place where the water's probably cold right now. And the, <laughs> That's so. the wrong shore. Oh, yeah, okay. You're talking about the wrong shore. Well, you're right. The focus tonight here is in Sealands Grove for the Seals and the Shemokin Indians. Uh, Sealands Grove coming in at 7-3 and three overall. Shemokin coming in at 5-5. Five and five. For the Sealands Grove offense, it'll be led by Mark Pastore. He's a 5'10", 183 sophomore. 64 completions on 125 attempts. Just five interceptions and eight touchdowns for his 1,072 yards. Behind him at the running back slot will be Brandon Heil. 6'2", 187 junior. Three 100-yard games. He's averaging nine yards a carry. 11 touchdowns. And he's receiving 116 yards on seven catches. That's an average of 17 yards a grab. Tucker Teets will be the other running back. He's a 5'9", 180-pound sophomore. He has a couple of 100-yard games on the season, also averaging about six yards a carry on his 95 carries for 614 yards, a whopping nine touchdowns. And he does have four catches out of the backfield, averaging about 11 a catch. Logan Othout is the fullback. He is a 5'8", 172-pound junior. He's averaging five yards a carry, does have a touchdown on the year. The receivers will be Nate Ahmed, the 5'8", 163-pound senior. 20 catches, 470 yards, and four touchdowns on the year. Gavin Bastion, the freshman, a 6'1", 180-pound freshman, averaging 17 yards a carry and has three touchdowns on the year. Tight end will be Stephen Miller, the 5'11", 215 junior. A couple of catches on the year for an uh, 11 yards total. Across the front at the tackle slots, it'll be Damian Catherman, a 5'10", 202 junior. Max Maurer, the 6'2", 210-pound junior. The guards will be Sam Loudenslager. He's a 6'2", 251 senior. And Ryan Straub will be the 5'11", 215-pound sophomore. The man in the middle is the center, Aaron Rothermel. Rothermel, a 5'10", 200-pound senior. Carter Young will do the kicking, the 5'9", 170 sophomore, 23 of 28 in the PATs, 2 of 3 in the field goal category with a long of 32. He also is the punter, averaging 33 a punt, a long of 57, and 4 inside the 20. Let's pause for our national anthem.
national anthem this evening here at Harold L. Bowler Memorial Field in Sealands Grove as we get ready for Sealands Grove and Shemokin. Let's give you the Shemokin starting defense now. John Kodak will be the defensive tackle, a six-foot senior. Garrett Kitchen will be the other defensive tackle. He's a six-foot senior. Rock Nine will be the nose guard, a 5'4 sophomore. He's one of those nose guards that you can't really see, and then all of a sudden he's taken up two guys or in the backfield. He sneaks through quite easily. Tyler Rary is the linebacker, a 5'10 senior, along with Aaron Frash, a 6'0 senior. Blake Hockenbrock, one of the other four linebackers, a 6'1 freshman. Corey Adams, the other linebacker, a 5'8 junior. Isaiah Mumford is expected to be at the cornerback spot, the 5'8 junior, along with Chase Pencil, the 5'7 freshman. Colin Sedor is the safety, a 6'2 senior, along with Knowledge Artist Jones, the 5'9 junior for the Shemokin defense. Shemokin offensively will bring out Brett Nye at quarterback. He's a 6'2 junior. 44 completions on 113 attempts. Six interceptions, five touchdowns, 637 yards in the air. As we talked about earlier, he is not really a running threat. 42 carries, minus 98 yards. He runs when he has to. The fullback will be Tyler Wary, a 5'10 senior, averaging six yards a carry. Catches nine out of the backfield, has a touchdown both on the ground and receiving. But the tailback is the guy that you got to watch. That is Max Madden, the 5'9 senior, 239 carries for 1,348 yards. That's an average of six yards every time he looks at the football. 17 touchdowns, and by the way, he does have a tendency to catch the ball out of the backfield from time to time, too. He has six of those for an average of 10 yards a catch. Chase Pencil will be the wide receiver. The 6'1 freshman will also have Blake Hockenbrock at the tight end and Corey Adams at the wide receiver slot. Carson Osaski is the kicker and Dom deal will usually do the kicking off although they have changed that a couple of times this year brett nye is the putter he's a 6-2 junior across the front it'll be delroy wolf at tackle the 6-1 senior along with eric zalar a 6-3 junior the guards will be riley macaluso a 5-10 senior along with john kodak the third a six-foot senior and the man in the middle is the guy snapping the ball garrett kitchen the center a six-foot senior for the Sealands Grove defense, they'll go with the 3-5. The nose tackle will be Ethan Miller. Miller with 32 tackles on the season. Six tackles for a loss and a massive three sacks. Stephen Miller is a defensive end, the 5'11", 215 junior. 37 tackles on the year, 12 tackles for a loss. And Max Maurer will be the defensive end, the 6'2", senior. Brandon Heil is the outside linebacker for this five-linebacker set. The 6'2", 200-pound senior with 18 tackles for a loss. Five sacks, by the way, leads the team in that category of tackles for a loss. Five sacks, one interception, one forced fumble, a block punt, and, oh, yeah, 81 other tackles, too. Tristan Crossan will be the outside linebacker, a 5'9", 163 senior, 41 tackles for him, and a fumble recovery this year. The leading tackler is the inside linebacker, Corey Rumberger, a 5'10", 190 junior, 92 tackles on the year, 11 for a loss, 5 sacks, and a forced, fu- excuse me, a fumble recovery. Logan Othout is the inside linebacker, a 5'6", 172-pound junior, with a sack this year, two forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries. Aaron Rothermel, the other inside linebacker, 
a 5'10", 200-pound senior, 43 tackles and two and a half sacks, does have an interception this year. Nate Almond is the cornerback. He is a 5'8", 163 senior, does have a fumble return for a touchdown this year. Connor Grove is the corner, a 6'2", 180-pound senior with a pick this year and 22 tackles. And the leading interceptor of this team is the safety, Teague Hoover, the 5'10", 180-pound senior, has grabbed two for interceptions, one force fumble, does have a sack, a tackle for a loss, and 49 tackles. That's impressive when you have a safety that has a sack in the year. So that's the starting lineups for both the Shemokin offense and the defense and the Sealands Grove offense and defense as well. Well, Coach, time now for the to seal the deal. What do the uh, Seals have to do to get the W tonight? Well, I think first and foremost, tackle. Be great tacklers. You know what's going to happen. Max Madden's going to get the ball many, many times tonight, as he's done the the three quarters, last three quarters of the season. Um, Certainly on defense, make the big plays. And I always say this, but I think it's very important to score quick and score first. Um, And uh, it's a big game. You've got to put what happened out in uh, Shemokin in week three put it in your back pocket as experience but that's it that's over with this is going to start a new thing new game new experience the whole way they've got to stay focused how different are both of these teams in that gap between week three and now the week 11 game? Yeah, I, I would say both teams are, are much improved much improved even though the seals won 33 nothing you say to yourself boy uh, that should be a, a, a no-brainer right but it the Seals' three losses come to three um, very, very good football teams that are playing in the state, in the districts, okay? Um, I can't really say that about Shemokin, but Shemokin went from a basically a 33 nothing loss in that game, ended up 5-5, five and five, but have improved, much improved throughout the way, and, and I think Madden's the big part of that. Well, taking a look at some of the games we'll be watching this evening in the playoffs, uh, the AAA playoffs. We'll have a couple of games going on tonight, including Kowineski Valley and Loyal Sock. North Penn Mansfield taking on Milton. Milton the two seed this year. And also Athens and Montoursville all coming up tonight. The Quad A semifinals, of course, this game and Lewisburg, Jersey Shore. And then the rest of the games in single A and double A are all tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow night in single A, Montgomery, Muncie. Also uh, coming up uh, tomorrow afternoon. And then a night game for the other double A quarterfinal between Line Mountain and Southern Columbia. A afternoon game between Wellsboro and South Williamsport and another afternoon game at the Silver Bowl in Mount Carmel between Bloomsburg and Mount Carmel. Saturday night at Troy, it'll be Sayre and Troy, the three and six seeded teams. In the AAA, as we mentioned, uh, those games are later on tonight and as well as the 4A. And you can follow all of those on our sister station scoreboard at WKOK.com. We'll also have the Blaze Alexander Nissan scoreboard throughout the evening as well. And, of course, our Blaze Alexander Ford built Ford Tough game of the week has to be the one that we're going to be looking at very closely depending on uh, how this one goes, and that's Lewisburg and Jersey Shore. Uh, Lewisburg playing much better football. You talk about a team that was on the ropes. You know, there's a team that was on the ropes a couple of weeks ago. 
had to cancel a game, had to move a game, and then had to play three yeah. games in ten days. Coach, that's, how do you get ready for three games I, I in don't ten know. days? I don't know the answer to that, Kevin. <laughs> just thinking of the preparation, just thinking of your scout team and what they are doing, your look squad versus the the, the varsity kids. That's in, that's insane. Now how they, can you do that? They got lucky and they were able to. They were able uh, on their first game back at Christie Mathewson Memorial Stadium since 2019 on homecoming. Emotions high. They really ran the score up. Not ran the score up, but they really ran the right. ball very well and took advantage of every mistake Shikalami made in that game to uh, run into the mercy rule about halftime and then gave their uh, starters a little bit of a rest in the second half. But then had to come right back with loyal sock in a game on Monday night that is a much much more competitive game for them. Do, do the math. That, that was a Friday night, Saturday rest, Sunday rest, Monday classes, and then you played. And then, by uh, the way, you got to get ready for another game another on Friday. One, four, four days later. <laughs> that That's, that's frankly, that's not healthy. Uh, really, it's not. And, and, they've, and they still found a way to get into the playoffs with a big win last week in the Little Brown Jug game against Mifflinburg. By the way, Mifflinburg maybe has one of the best quarterbacks I've seen that, come out of this yeah, area in a yeah. long time. And, the young Dressler, Dressler uh, boy. Is, yep. is actually a really good quarterback. It'll be interesting to see you know, how he progresses over the next several years. Yes. But, and, uh, and, and, uh, a shout-out again. I love doing this each week, but there's another SEAL coaching up there, another seal that's a coach um and that's ryan shucks up at uh mifflinburg doing a great job with their offense i'm sure coaching receivers but um i I always like to say that the different guys from the program here that are are in the coaching ranks and unfortunately if you're mifflinburg you have to be looking at that milton game where they had that game one and then just and unfortunately, Milton, for them, uh, not for Milton, because Milton made the playoffs well, but, you know, they found a way to win that game, and, and Mifflinburg just couldn't overcome that last-second victory, and uh, it, it ended up knocking them out of the playoffs, really. It, it, it was, reading what went on in the, in the paper, um, certainly that, that, that was amazing, absolutely amazing. And I will shout out again, same deal. <laughs> uh, we got a, a young Wenrick boy that's, running the defense for Milton, so go Milton. <laughs> Matt's doing a super job up there. Oh, we'll be watching all those games, and of course the Lewisburg game at Jersey Shore, our Blaze Alexander Ford built Ford tough game of the week where it's worth the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg. When we return to Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field, we'll get ready for kickoff and get things started for the 2021 playoff season. It's week 11. Not everybody's playing who will continue that's the question we'll answer in a couple of hours here as we bring you seals football here on eagle 107 the new nissans have arrived at alexander nissan the three hottest vehicles in the industry are here the all-new 22 rogue pathfinder and frontier we have a huge inventory of the new nissan you want with units arriving daily and your trade-in has never been worth more come in now and get the maximum market value today So remember, if you want any new Nissan, we either have it or we'll have it arriving daily. Alexander Nissan is rolling out the all-new Nissans at a record pace because we're taking deals the other guys won't. 
Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag service humbles work your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line and without an appointment. Tri-County Tag service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road in Pennsylvania Avenue, Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. It's Mark and Troy from Zimmerman Motors. It's football season, and like a good offense, we've been adjusting to everything the market can throw up and to be there for our customers. Our team has worked hard to have a great selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, new trucks and Jeeps, a full line of certified vehicles, and quality pre-owned options for every budget. Plus, the highest trade values we've ever seen. Come and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury and experience what we call the Zimmerman difference. Call us at 570-988-JEEP, shop online at ZimmermanJeep.com, or better yet, stop in today. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. It's almost time for the kickoff of tonight's Seals game. Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107 is sponsored by Blaze Alexander Ford, Tri-County Tag, Bill Booker CPA, Sealands Grove Ford, Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm, Truck and Trailer Sales, Zimmerman Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Truck, Shemokin Dam Health Center, Sholly Insurance Agency, Murray Motors, Carpet Man, Glick Incorporated, WNL Subaru, McCreary's HVAC, Dairy Queen, Blaze Alexander Nissan, and Bella's Pizza. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Steve Briggs. Welcome to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field here in Sealands Grove. It's week 11 in playoff game time. For Class 4A semifinals between the homestanding 7-3 Sealands Grove Seals and the 5-5 Shemokin Indians. This is a 2-3 matchup. Those are always the ones that are entertaining, aren't they? Oh, we're hoping for an entertaining one tonight. Kevin Hur filling in for Pat O'Brien, who had a, a little bit of a problem with his voice last night and today. So he is listening at home by the fire, keeping warm and drinking a lot of lemon and tea. And so he's uh, hopefully ready for an opportunity to be back with you next week. But, of course, the Seals have to come up with a win here tonight against a 5-5 five and five Shemokin team that has changed its offense a little bit. We've talked about it for the last several minutes here, how... Max has been a big part of this offense, and Max Madden will be the guy that the Seals will think that they need to stop. This is Sealands Grove Football on Eagle 107. Sealands Grove Football presented by Sealands Grove 4. Uh, Coach, you've looked at every angle of this one. We talked about the uh, the keys in this game. If you're Shemokin, what do you need to do first if you get the coin toss, do you want to take the ball? Or I do you think want to... they, I, I'm a big defer guy, but I think looking at their philosophy as they, they like to run the football, take the ball, run it, keep Seals offense on the sideline. And, and I was thinking the same thing. If you win the coin toss in this one, I think I want to get the ball, and I think I want to make sure that I'm going to control the game. And If the Seals offense is off the field, then there's an opportunity to not have to worry about giving up a lot of points. I, I also think um, if they do that, it might play into the, the hands of Seals Grove a little bit because I still think the strength of this football team is the defense. I really do, and I think I know uh, that Coach Hicks usually defers um, 
in situations like this for that reason. Well, you, you look at two linebackers, 81 tackles for Ohio, 92 for Rumberger. I mean, that's 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 a 10-game season. Most guys don't get that in a 12-game season, right. let alone 10. These guys are running free. You're going to see that tonight as well. They're, they're, they're as I said earlier, runners and hitters, and, and that's what you want in in a, in a football team with it with uh, loaded with defensive players and that's what they are well we talked about the differences between in week three but think about this sealants grove six and one and outscored teams 203 to 99 with 49 of those points uh given up coming at the hands of southern columbia 49 of the 99 that's one of the big differences between week three and now with this sealants grove team and shimokin has gone four and three with losses to jersey shore danville and mount carmel all playoff bound teams They've given up 42 and 49 points in the last two weeks to Danville and Mount Carmel. And, again, those are some good offenses. And Mount Carmel's one of those offenses, too. When they get the ball, they keep it about a week. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. I, I, Again, watching the film as I did this week, that was, that was incredible how quick that game was on the scoreboard last week yeah. uh, for Shimokin and Mount Carmel. They didn't throw the football. And, of course, it was a rainy night like it was everywhere else in central PA. But... That, that's amazing, uh, Mount Carmel's offense, and, and again, last week, Shemokin's offense. Well, since 2000, the Seals have uh, a 28-7 record in the district playoffs, and in those 21 years, the Seals have made the district playoffs 19 times and won the district championship 12 times, and seems like a lot of those were here right on this surface, on this turf surface tonight as we get ready for kickoff and don't forget their uh, kickoff is going to be right on the money at seven o'clock tonight because it's district playoffs they don't mess around yes, that's, everybody's watching that clock there is a timeline here folks this is like a college game right now there's a timeline for everything They're looking for tv timeouts my goodness speaking of college we'll have some college football on news radio 1070 wkok and online at wkok.com and with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app and your Alexa. Saturday, the Nittany Lions visit Maryland. The tailgate show at 2, kickoff at 3.30. Make sure you visit WKOK.com slash Alexa. Find out how you can get her all squared away with the skill. And then what you do is when you watch the game, you hit pause right at kickoff, wait for Steve and Jack to catch up, and then hit play, and then you'll get the synced-up version of that game. That's a, I, I never knew that. There you go. Do that. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. High tech. <laughs> you do know where the pause button is on your DVR, right? No, 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 no. I don't. I don't touch that stuff. All you know is a clicker. If it goes back and forth, you're good to go. You betcha. Forward and reverse. Looks like the seals won the there toss. We go. They have elected to defer, as you said. So Shemokin will. Grab the ball and hand it to from left to right as we view things here in the first quarter play on a much chillier night than we've had in the last several nights here in the central Susquehanna Valley. But let's face it, it's week 11. It's not supposed to be warm anymore. One of the good things, though, look at the, the flags are completely still. This is, yeah. a, this is a real dead night uh, wind-wise, which is, which is a good thing. It'd be a lot colder up here if it was. <laughs> Listen, I, I've been here in cold. I think I read, and and I've been here in a downpour. I'll take the cold. It was a better <laughs> option. 
It was a better option. I remember a Sealands Grove Midwest game. Uh, the first year Midwest played football, they were in the first round of the playoffs, made the short trip here to Sealands Grove, and it started to rain right about the end of the uh, warm-ups, and it didn't stop. Uh for a long, long time, until the game was over and I was packing up and going home. <laughs> By that point, I don't think I had a dry thing left on me. Oh, here we go. Well, back deep now for Shemokin. It'll be Cedar to the near side. And Wisdom, uh, nope, scratch that. It's actually going to be Knowledge Artist Jones to the far side of the field. They'll be setting up at about the 10-yard line. Waiting for the kick from just about the near hash mark. And it'll be Carter Young on the near hash mark, kicking the ball from right to left as we view things. And the playoffs are underway. End over end kick. Taken on the run by Cedar at the 15. Lost the ball at the 20, and he picks it back up, and he's hit immediately at the 17-yard line. That's a tough kick to field, especially he, he kind of hesitated at the last second there. Kevin and Seals almost got that. That was very close. Yeah, that was a it was that ball hits really really low and he was trying to get it in full sprint and when he bent down to do it he just didn't quite pick up the ball along with him off the turf. So they're actually going to spot it now at the 19-yard line. It'll be first and 10. It'll be I formation, one receiver to the near side. Nye under center, back to draw, back to pass, swings it out, incomplete intended for Lynch to the near side. Well, they come out with a quick flank uh, passing game. Like I said, they had some success with this, the, the same scheme against Seals Grove in the third week. I'll see that time Lynch came right off the uh, line of scrimmage uh, from the tight end slot, and he was one of the two receivers really in the pattern yep. besides the running backs. Max protection, as, as you call that. Pencil will go to the far side of the field. And the tight end will be to the near side. They'll send a wing and a handoff, and it goes to Madden. Madden will go right up the middle, the 25 to the 26-yard line. It'll be a gain of seven, and now bring up a manageable third down and three. For one, the, of, one of the things that I just noticed, these first two plays, they went on very quick cadences. So it looks like they're trying to nullify Seals Grove's uh, stemming of the front, meaning moving the front. So that, that amoeba. That's, that's what I call it. Something to look at. <laughs> that's something to look at. They're going to do quick cadences. Well, they like to shift things around sometimes with that amoeba-style defense where they're kind of floating all over the place. This one's going to go to Max, and he goes for about a yard or two. Boy, it looks like he was going nowhere, and then all of a sudden kind of surges Fourth ahead. Down. Fourth down. Looks like it was Rothermel on the tackle for the Seals. Interesting. They might be going for this. Wow, this is really a roll of the dice, Now A fourth down and a long one. They have to get to the 29-yard line. The ball spotted at the 28. Now, the question is, are they just going to... They're getting in a play late. They bring in pencil with a play, Coach. I... I... Everybody in the county knows who's going to get the ball here. <laughs> you would think seven on the play clock, and they will go to Max. And and they will go nowhere. Great play off the edge. Great play. That was Rothermill again on the tackle. Yeah. Super play. And I think Brandon Heil had part of that as well. That that Coach Heinoski came up and gambled right there. Now the Seals have the ball. Uh, looks like the 27-yard line. And indeed is the 27-yard, 28-yard line, though, actually spotted. Line. As 
Coach Hynoski does his best Kenny Rogers as the gambler, and that time he did not break even. Shotgun formation, sidecar to the near side, and the dive play goes to Teets, and he will go nowhere. He's going to lose three. A lot of guys up up on the line of scrimmage for Shemokin. That was a nice play. Knowledge artist Jones leading the way on the tackle from his spot as a safety, and he's one of those guys that will float kind of all over the field as a safety. So he's second down and 12. 10.05 to go. First quarter play, no score. The Seals with the turnover on downs. Have a short field starting it at the 28-yard line. Now at the 31. Back to pass, Pastore. He's got to lob one up. He's got a man. He's got a high. The 10 to the 5. Touchdown. Touchdown. Seventh goal. Touchdown. Nice job. Hey, Mark Pastore stayed right in the pocket with a guy in his face on that. I wish we had a, a film to look at that again because I think he got a pop pretty good with that, that play. But that, that was Mark with a lot of poise on that play, Kevin. 31 yards on the touchdown pass from Pastore to Heil. Heil's first receiving touchdown of the season. Pastore's eighth. Here's the extra point. Snap, set, kick up, and it is good. good. Wow. 9.52 to go. First quarter of play. Sealens Grove takes advantage of the turnover on downs for a 7 to nothing lead. As we check now our Sealens Grove 4 drive summary. Two plays, 28 yards, 39 seconds, 31 yards on the Heil touchdown reception. Uh, his wow. first of the season. Well, it's a bit, as you said, from the, Kenny from the Rogers gambling. <laughs> that, that was, uh, listen, I don't know if I would have done that. Well, <laughs> but you know, I, when you look at it, you got a guy averaging six yards a carry. You think I should be able, we should be able to get one yard. And boy, I, I actually thought maybe they would use him as a diversion or a fake. And they, it did not go that way. We talked about it earlier. Seals goes very fast on defense. And you cannot duplicate that in practice. You know, you, you That's can't very do true. That. That's very true. You can't, you can't, uh, you can do schemes. You That's can, right. You can have your scout team do schemes and line up the same, but you can't, you can't simulate speed. That's right. And you can watch as much film as you want and put guys in the right spot. But, um, and that was a perfect example of what happened. Cedar to the near side, had trouble with the ball last time. This one takes it at the 12, 15 to the 20, the middle of the field, spins off a tackler and goes backwards. They'll spot him at the 21-yard line. There's not a nice whole lot of running room. Good coverage. Nice coverage. Nice coverage by the Seals. First and 10 at the 21, 944 to go. This is the second possession for the Seals here, or excuse me, for the uh, Indians here in this first quarter. Last one went four and out on the turnover on downs. Senior will go to the far side of the field. Shotgun formation, sidecar to the right. That's going to be Madden. Nope, it's going to be actually a pro set. And Madden will get the ball in the backfield and will be dropped in the backfield to the 19-yard line. And there are a lot of gray jerseys back there. There was. There oh, were. Oh, my. I, I'm, uh, that's that that pursuing defense that Seals Grove has. There had to be five gray shirts um i wanted to say blue shirts but the gray uniforms um in the backfield super job two yard loss you know you have these three guys up front ethan miller being the nose tackle he was in the backfield as well anytime you get one of your front three in the backfield that's called a bonus if you're a defensive coach you're happy about that you better believe it 
One receiver to the near side, eye formation. This one's going to go to Madden off the left side. Has a little bit of a hole across the 20 to the 24-yard line. At one time, to the 25. Boy, he looks like he's hitting the hole and going to get a yard or two and then just pops he's, right through. He's strong. He's a strong runner. Reminds me of uh, not quite the speed or the feet of Garcia, but the same build and the same forward lean. And you notice, you know, uh, you, right there is what I was just about to say. You ever notice he always finishes forward? Yep. Forward lean. Senor to the near side. Backs are split now behind Nye. Nye looks over the defense on this third down play. Rolling out to the near side. He's looking, looking, looking. Fires it. And it is incomplete. Great defensive play by Heil, who wrapped up Madden as soon as he got the football. There's your outside linebacker in the 3-5 scheme right there, Kevin. This fourth down, I don't think they're going to go for it. Here. Well, you know, that last fourth down could end up being our Shimoka Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game, although it's really early in this one. Speaking of really early, we'll get you an update on our Blaze Alexander built Ford Tough Game of the Week. And it is early on Jersey Shore with a 7 to nothing lead over Lewisburg. Punt coming from Osaki. And uh, he will get that one away. Taken at the 40-yard line. Coming to the near side with it is Hoover. Hoover to the 50. 45-40. Breaks the tackle. Actually, would have correct that. That's Tucker Keats Tucker at Keats. the 40-yard line. It, it, it is. It, it, those those single digits are tough to read. And I'm serious. That's not just being a You're not just covered for me. Pat, Pat O'Brien sitting there snickering, I think, by the fire. Uh, <laughs> yes, Pat. They're tough to read, these numbers on these gray jerseys. Hockenbrock, the freshman, punted that one away, and uh, it was Teets that returned that one. He averages 15 yards of return on kickoffs and 23 on punts. Pretty close to his average there. Low snap. Here's the pitch. The pitch goes to the far side. Looking for a little bit of running room there is Teets, but there's not going to be a whole lot there. And Boy, with the low snap, it just kind of ruined the timing. Yeah, of that, that, that was tough. Seals came out, uh, and, and they've done it every play, kind of a tight bunch trip set. Um, and I think what they're doing is trying to get leverage on the blocking schemes on the edge there, uh, which they had. And like you said, if there wasn't, if there was a better snap there, I think it would have been a better play. 7.40 to go first quarter. Seals with their second possession, leading at 7 to nothing. There's a bunch formation to the near side. Back to pass, Pastore. He's going to fire it out of that bunch and in and out of the hands of Ahmed. Ahmed had some room there on the defender, Mumford, and may have, if he caught that one, gone a good distance, maybe even into the blue paint. I think I, I think the, the thought here with that tight bunch is if they're going to play a lot of man coverage, you can't play man with three guys like that. That time, uh, Schmoken dropped into a zone. Well, you're right. It, it, it does a good job of disguising the routes quite a bit and, and ends, ends up a lot of times where you have a defender running into another defender. That's exactly right, which happened the first time that Seals played Schmoken. Third down and 10 at the 37-yard line. Seals looking for their second first down of the game. Back to pass, pass story. Pressure's coming. He's going to step up, and he's going to be dropped. And a flag. This one might be for a face mask. Knowledge Artis Jones, one of the first guys in there. Let's see what they call hold. That's no, going to be a hold. hold. I knew there. Somebody grabbed the grabbed Pastore up in the uh, near the shoulder pads, and that's why the flag came out right about that same time. But this one will likely be declined. Is this four-down territory here, or do you punt it and pin them deep? I think you punt it. They declined I'm the with penalty. You. 
a flag is a holding call. Yeah, I, I, I think you have to decline that one, and they do indeed, and that'll spot the ball at the 45-yard line and bring in a punting situation for Carter Young, who already has four inside the 20 this year. That's tough protection on the offensive line. All, all of those routes, understandably, were deep because they want to get to the get to the uh, stakes. It's, it's tough on the offensive line to with five five step protection. Good snap, no pressure, and that one doesn't quite turn over, but it hits it about the twenty. Takes a great roll to the ten to the five, and a watermelon. It's way down to about the three yard line. What a great punt! Oh my. What Carter Young, punt. who averages 33 a punt, and that one's going to go down at about 42. And it hits at about the 20-yard line and takes a nice little roll. Boy, Sealands Grove, or excuse me, has uh, Shemokin now been looking at a tilted field or what? I and mean, this one's starting at the four-yard line. I'm telling you, what, deferring sets the tone for start with a good defense. I don't know why I, de- I, I debated it with you. I don't, <laughs> I, I, listen, if I were Shemokin, I agree with you. I think I would have taken the ball, but yeah. you're right. In Seals Gross' case, their defense has been playing so well, you want to put them out on the field. Absolutely. And they've and already happened. Yeah, and they've already taken advantage here with that short field and the two-play touchdown on the first drive. So this, I, is, this is interesting. Yeah, they, they don't have the enough play players. clock's down to 13. They, they don't even have the play in the huddle yet and an update on our blaze alexander built for tough game of the week jersey shore 14 lewisburg nothing in the first nye in the quarterback slot he'll give it off to madden off the left side madden will get down to the nine yard line a gain of five that's not bad you'll take that five yards well actually four because they did spot it the ball at the five yard line they're, they're gonna they're gonna want to pound the football and coming out that's usually what what teams do and there's not much you can do that down with your backs to the to the grind a little bit down there but again they're giving 34 the football but you don't want to make a mistake there either making a mistake there could be an expensive uh, seven points Madden again off the left side to the 10. He will be about a yard short of the first down marker, gain of four. Playing a, a double tight there, Kevin. And what that does with the 3-5 is that spreads out the formation, which makes it a little bit easier for the offensive line to block a little bit. And Case in point, Seelsworth not getting a hat on Madden until he's two or three yards past the line of scrimmage. Third down and about one from the 14-yard line. I have to get to the 15-yard line for the first down. Actually, they're going to say that's at the 13, so it'll be about two. Under center, nine. We'll give it to the first back through, and this time it goes to Corey Adams, the fullback, who picks up three and a first down. First down, smoking. Another update on our Blaze Alexander Nissan out-of-town scoreboard in AAA quarterfinals. Milton leading North Penn 6 to nothing tonight. So the is that the is that the first first down for Shemokin? Yes, yeah. it is. I thought it was. I formation, handoff, Madden left side. Oh boy, he almost boy. broke that one open. He just got tripped up at the twenty yard line. Boy, somebody just got a. You and I talked about this this morning. I said you don't often tackle him by a shoestring tackle. Well, that's one of the rare occurrences where it did happen. Again, I, I mentioned this earlier, uh, guys. What Shemokin's doing? It's and it's brilliant. 
they're going on a quick cadence, and it's and it's catching Seals Grove in a couple instances. Quick swing pass to the near side to Cedar, and Cedar lets it go right through his hands. But you know what? That was not a terrible idea. I think he was about as far as he was going to go. It may have been a like a three-yard, four-yard gain at, at best. Quicken. I'll, I'll finish my point. What's happening is they're breaking, Shemokin's breaking the huddle, getting to the line of scrimmage, and there's not a long cadence. It's usually one, two, boom, they're snapping the ball. Seals Grove's getting out of, out of sync a little bit because they stem so much and they move, and they're catching them. Third. Shemokin's catching them. Third down and eight, the pitch to Madden. Madden will be short of the first down. He'll pick up about three to the 24-yard line. Clock winding now with 4.45 to go in the first period, and it will be a fourth and four. I, I think after the last time, I think you're going to see the punting unit come out yep. after that first series, and that's exactly what happens with Blake Hockenbrock now coming out. This has been a, a great offensive play for Seals Grove throughout the year. There's a whistle for Somebody moves. movement. Yep. Back him up five yards. So it'll be fourth down and five, or excuse me, fourth down and nine. And this one's going to mean that Hockenbrock is going to have to punt this one from about his own five-yard line. Teague to the far side, Hoover to the near side, ready to return this one from about their own 50-yard line, unless Hockenbrock really gets his foot into one. That snap a little bit better. Angles it to the near side, but goes right to the middle of the field. Fair catch called for and made at the 49-yard line on the far side by Teets. And it was your, your little woo there was really close when uh, they almost hit him. Colin Cedor almost ran into him there at the 49-yard line. 4.13 to go here in the first quarter. Sealands Grove leading at 7-0 with the ball for the third time here at their own 49-yard line. But, again, that's their worst field position of the night so far. It's amazing. It's, it, what's happened here has been short fields for the Sealands Grove offense. They've got, to, they've got to take advantage of this one. They'll go bunch to the near side once again. One receiver, it's kind of a wing to the far side. Back to pass now, Pastore fires it down to the middle of the field. Good defensive play to knock that one away by Cedor at the last second. If that ball was lobbed in there a little further, that might have been six. Kevin, the same kid, the outside backer from the left, defense is left, offense is right. He's been unblocked the last three times, and he just... Uh, Pastore just barely got the ball off again. The touchdown pass was the same thing. They've got to adjust. Somebody's got to either peel back and look for that um, f- with the Seals' protection. That's probably also why he didn't get the follow-through on it and came up a little short on the pass. Coming to the near side is Bastion. Three receivers actually to the far side. And the inside handoff at the 50. Breaking a tackle outside of the 45, now down to the 40, to the 30, and down the sidelines. Hiles going to have another touchdown. Sealand's throw. That one goes 51 yards on the touchdown run with 3.58 to go in the first quarter. Hile breaks two tackles at the line of scrimmage and then finds the edge. Have we seen that all year? First of all, he, I think he's the fastest kid on the, on the field. <laughs> he, he re, I really do. I will buy that right now with his 13th, or excuse me, 12th rushing touchdown. He outran everybody. Brandon Heil is a football player. Here comes the extra point. Snaps good, sets down. The kick is up. 
high enough, long enough, and it is good as well. Good. 3.58 to go in the first quarter. Sealands Grove working that short field, have scored twice now, 14 to nothing over the Shemokin Indians. Taking a look at our Sealands Grove four drive summary. Two plays, 51 yards, 17 seconds, a 51-yard Heil run. This sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, two plays, <laughs> Heil, 39 seconds, though, the last time. It was it took a little longer. He was a little slower on that it's play. It's called Heil Explosive Plays. <laughs> two big, uh, big touchdown drives on two short fields and two short plays. And that's put Sealands Grove on top here in the first quarter with 4.58 remaining. And... Uh, yeah, right now in the first quarter, you're going to have your pick of the Shemokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Well, it's going to be interesting to see now what Shemokin's mindset. Uh, can you run the football being down two scores this early? You've got to open it up. You, It's going to be a long night if that's what they continue to do. Looks like coming to the near side. Actually, I... Actually, I don't have that returner coming on the near side. Cedar is on the far side. And it will go to the near side return man at the 15, to the 20, to the 25. He'll get short of the 30-yard line. They'll spot him at the 33-yard line. Nice return by Shemokin. Very nice return. I do not have a 26 on the roster. Uh, but that's who returned it. So my apologies for not knowing that. It'll be first down and 10 at the 28-yard line. Uh, actually, this might be the best field position in the game for Shemokin so far. They'll go double wing, and here comes pressure right up the middle. Now they'll send into the backfield one of the backs. Nye will come out to the near side. He has pressure, fires it down the middle of the field. In and, and out of the hands of Connor Grove, who is sitting there and just ready to pick that one off. Pass intended for Cedor, but it was not near Cedor. That was called waggle switch at five. That was an old wing T play we used to run years ago. Uh, yeah, but it's about 7.30 now, so it's a little late for that play. <laughs> That's a, that's a Coach Purnell. Uh, oh, no. Now you're going to tell me that you're going to pull out the Pottsville play soon, aren't you? <laughs> Dick Hort. I, I was Coach gonna, Hort. For years I asked him, I said, did they call it that or did they call it something else in Pottsville? Here's the handoff of the inside to Madden. Madden across the 30-yard line to the 33. It'll be a five-yard gain and a second down and five. Or excuse me, a third down and five coming. There, it seems like formation-wise that Shemokin's trying to open it up a little bit here. Spread, spread the seals across the field that was a wide twin set and they just ran an inside trap you know though if they if they don't get the first down here at least at least get a couple of yards and try and change your field position a little bit because shimokin has worked on a long field all game here's the handoff madden madden off tackle left side stacks a man up drives forward crosses the 35 drags two tacklers down and they'll spot him just short of the first down i believe at about the 36, 37. This is going to be a short one. I wouldn't be shocked if they go for this again. You know, and this is about a full they yard are. at best, and well, I agree with you. With 2.48 to go, yeah, but I think you got to watch here. Uh, maybe the team's up coming on. Well, but Madden is the up back in the Watch him good, on a direct observation. snap. Kevin Hur. Under return. 
We'll see if uh, Seelitz Grove plays his safety. And he does go right to the punter, Hockenbrock. He will uh, punt it away. And it will be taken on the near side. Running with it is Hoover to the near side of the 40. He's got edge. He's got the edge. He's down the sidelines. Cuts it into the numbers to the 20. To the middle of the field to the 15. Down to about the 11-yard line. And a touchdown-saving tackle in the middle of the field by Colton Lynch. May have saved that one from being six. In all my years of football, Kevin Herr, I've never seen a football team like the Seals where they use uh, the punt return as a great offensive play. And they've done that. They've done that all year long. 54 yards on the return by Hoover. And that is his, it's twice what he normally does on returns. High formation now behind the quarterback. And it will go to the second back through. This one's Teets, and he will... Get to the line of scrimmage and maybe another yard. That'll be about it to the off the 13-yard line. One-yard gain on play. Clock winding under two minutes remaining here in the first quarter. Seals Grove in the red zone once again, leading it 14 to nothing here over Shimoka. There's a lot of bodies in there, a lot of white jerseys. Uh, well, this, this is a key drive. Off? This is a key drive to get seven. If you give up, if you give up three, for if you're Shemokin, you got to think that's a win. I formation deep back is Heil. It's a play fake. Rolling out, pressure's coming. Got He's got a man off of the right side. It's Miller, the tight end. Miller down to the end zone. Touchdown! And he is in for the touchdown. Miller did a nice job of fighting his way to the end zone and grabs that one from 13 yards out. That'll be his first touchdown reception of the year. What a great run. throw, catch, and highlight run. I think he had four white jerseys on his back when he was running through that. He caught that at about the nine-yard line, so he, it was not right at the goal line. He had to work for it. Snap is high. The set's down. The kick is up, high enough, long enough, and it is good. 124 remaining in this one, in the first quarter at least. 21 to nothing. Seelands Grove been playing on a short field, some great defense and some great punt returns here tonight. That's that that's that's been the recipe from basically week three on. That was the recipe. Taking a look at our very Seal- impressive. Sorry. Kevin. Oh, that's all right. I'm just gonna say taking a look at our Seelands Grove Ford Drive summary. It's very reminiscent. Two plays, 48 seconds, 14 yards. 13 of them for Miller on the reception for the touchdown. The drives have been two, two, and two, and not one of the scoring drives have lasted longer than 45 seconds. Isn't that something? That's insane. And <laughs> we we developed a term here in this press box. It's called Miller time. Yeah. It's called Miller time. Yeah, and that's uh, definitely one of those moments right there. Very impressive night so far for the Seals Grove Seals. So the Seals will kick the ball away again with 1.24 to go here in the first quarter. And Carter Young ready to do that from almost the near hash mark. He'll kick it right to left, taken by 26 at the 10-yard line. The 15 to the 20, middle of the field now. He tries to get to the outside, gets to the far numbers, breaks a tackle, flag flies late, and he'll get to about the 25-yard line. Looked like that was... Um, Boy, that's going to be interesting. Looked like it was Hoover on the far side that made the tackle. Now, the hold oh, was well was away from... Behind. Oh, my goodness, it was far <laughs> behind the play. Wow. 
I honestly thought it was going to be one of those uh, unnecessary blocks, which is not what the call is. I can never remember what that they, have, they officially call it. Yeah, but it, you know, if if you're an official, do you call that one? Uh, in all honesty. Well, but you know what? It's at this time of year, I might. Yeah. You know, yeah, if this were point. week one, two, or three, then maybe I would go up and say, "Hey, listen, you know what? This is a whole." At this point, yeah, that that's not a necessary play there. And it didn't it didn't impact the play it, it, at all. Not at all. That's You're exactly right. what I was just. Gonna that's say. the unfortunate part. That's right. Is it didn't impact the play. Nye under center with a pro formation. He'll send it off left side to knowledge artist Jones, who will barely get back to the line of scrimmage and he is just knocked out of bounds there trying to see who's on the far side to make that tag was it runberger oh okay it was othout i was gonna say runberger was in the vicinity i thought but at that side of the field i couldn't see the number anymore (laughs) and it is we we've said it since the was that the shikalimi game when when yes brought out these uh, i know they were i know they were used there right that's right. You were the enemy that and, night. And the, and the, other, side of the, field, the, the other side of the field didn't look any better. You couldn't see it any better. Back <laughs> three to pass step. quickly. Three-step drop. Nice And tackle. immediately on the tackle of Artis Jones was uh, the corner was? on that side. Uh, actually, I believe that was Ahmet. Ahmet. Yep. Nate Ahmet. Nice open field tackle. Might have gotten two. Four gain of three. He's tackled by the Seals. So it'll be third down and we'll call it six. From the 15-yard line, and this looks That's like it will it. end the first quarter of play. So after one, it is Sealands Grove 21 and Shemokin nothing. This is Seals football presented by Sealands Grove Ford on Eagle 107. Okay, Anthony, we got a busy day again today. Let's get moving. Ma, I know. Orders for our famous Italian subs, our brosciutto paninis, and a ton of cannolis have to be made. Ma, I know. If you know, then you got to get moving. Our customers count on us to bring them our authentic Italian experience. I know, Ma. Our Lewisburg Deli brings a piece of Brooklyn to the valley. I got it, Ma. Don't worry about it. Well, if you got it, Anthony, then start working before I show you a piece of Brooklyn. I'm Noah from the Lewisburg Deli Contestant on Market Street in downtown Lewisburg. We're Mary Lynn, Anthony, and I will treat you like family to serve you our authentic Italian foods. Visit us at LewisburgDelicatessen.com and on our Facebook page. That's a touchdown good for four points. Huh? They're going to mark off this penalty at least 112 yards. What is going on? Numbers matter, and they matter most when it comes to your money and income taxes. I'm Bill Booker, CPA, and I'm in my second decade of serving clients in the Sealands Grove area. Please visit me for all of your personal and business income tax needs. My office, William D. Booker, CPA, is located at 530 South Market Street. I look forward to assisting. As a proud Sealands Grove parent and resident, I want to wish good luck to all of the Sealands Grove Seals and Susquehanna River Hawk sports teams. Eagle 107. Zach Showers joining us as well. Filling in for Pat O'Brien tonight. I'm happy to do that. Pat, hopefully we'll be back next week if all things go well this week. Nye back to pass. Fires it incomplete. Pass intended for Lynch. And Lynch got a little bit of a bump there along the way. Just a little, hello, I'm the defender. I'm here to meet you. Again, they're doing the same thing again. I'm harping on this quick cadence stuff, but they're trying to get catch Sealands Grove out of position, out of out of place, and they're not doing it. Now they're catching they, me, they're, but they're not catching the Seals defense. This this is really something on how they're doing this because they didn't do it in the first game that they played. 
Hoover to the near side, Teets to the far side, and Hockenbrock will be from his own three-yard line. A little bit of pressure this time. And boy, I don't know if that came off the side of his foot. It didn't look like anybody got a hand on it, but that one's going to go at about the 32-yard line, and that's where they'll spot it with a first and 10 again in Shemokin territory with an ultra-short field. Wow. It didn't look like it was tipped, but it, it, it definitely came off the foot funny. That, that was... Then it went out of I bounds. would say a 15-yard punt. Was that about right? I, didn't... I don't know. That's more math than I'm capable of. <laughs> First and 10 at the 32-yard line. I can tell you one thing. It went from about 33 yards from the place he punted it. And back to pass now is Hardy. will fire it down the middle of the field, and that might have been pass interference. Cedor got a hand on the receiver that time, and that might have been actually a great defensive play because if he didn't get a hand on it, it was touchdown. Gavin Bastion was gone. Well, he he spun him around. He held one one hand to the side. Uh, I think uh, they blew a call on that one. But listen, if you're the if you're uh, Coach Hynoski, you're like listen. If we're going to give up 15 yards, I'd much rather or give up right. 10 yards or whatever. I'd rather do that than give up six points right now. That was a good play. It's called desperation technique. That <laughs> yeah. can be very effective. Heil in the shotgun. We're going to make that party in the shotgun. He will have Heil next to him. And that ball is loose and on the ground, and Shemokin's got it. And Hockenbrock will pick it up. And that play was a disaster from the start. A low snap. Bad snap. And it yep. just couldn't get under control from that moment. The snaps haven't been been good all night. If there's one thing that the seals haven't done well, and they've got to they got to if they're going to do that much shotgun, they've got to correct that snap. Well, that's been the second one they've had trouble with uh, here tonight. They got away with the first one. That one just uh, uh, Pastore never had any right. chance to even get a hold of that one. He just couldn't quite hang on. Couldn't get under control. Nine out with the pro set back split handoff. On the counter play, the right side, and it's given to Madden, and Madden easily has the first down to the 49-yard line and a big run of about 19. Quick hitter. Actually, I'm going to say 12. I'm sorry. See, that's what I said. It's more math than I can do. <laughs> they're, they're, they're staying with the quick hitting plays. That was the best run of the night by far for Madden. That'll put it in Sealance Grove territory for the first time this evening. Backs are split. Handoff goes to the first back through, and a late flag coming in as that flag, that one is given to, looks like Artist Jones, Knowledge Artist Jones. That's that's from the side here. It was a late flag for, for offside. Oh, chop a chop block. block. Chop block. So somebody was engaged low and then got hit high, and that creates the flag. Now... Is that a loss of down play? In college, it is. I don't. And I know uh, I'll be. I'm going to be honest with you. I lose track of some of the rule changes between let's, the levels myself. So, let's see. Chop block. And I don't believe it is a loss of down. At least nope. I didn't see the loss okay. of down signal. An update on our Blaze Alexander Ford built Ford tough game of the week in the second quarter. Jersey Shore leads Sealands Grove twenty to nothing. No, Lewisburg. I'm Correct sorry. Yourself. Yes, Jersey Shore leads Lewisburg twenty to nothing. Here in Sealands Grove, it's <laughs> twenty-one to nothing. Back to pass nine, rolling out. Pressure's coming, and he's down for the sack. 
Big sack that time for Brandon, Brandon Heil. Picks up sack number six on the season. Well, that changes the field position after the chop block and the sack. And now you're looking at second down and yikes. Boy, that's got to be 40 yards. 30. The scoreboard says 30. 30. Uh, I, it's pretty It's close. It's, it's close to 30. 30. Let me it's put it to you this there. way. Let me put it to you this way. If this were a bus ride, the ticket would be expensive. <laughs> now I understand it with the back split. Hand off to Madden. Madden across the 30 to the 32-yard line and is stacked up after a gain of three. It'll bring up third down and oh my. They're starting to spread. Shemokin wants to spread the, the field a little bit here again and try to hit the inside plays. But Seals Groves, I think they're doing less and less of the stemming. The stemming means they're moving the front before the ball snapped. And the quick cadence, as I've been saying, takes them out of that. But the last couple times, the Seals defense hasn't done that. Well, it, it, we'll see if Shemokin takes a chance here on third down and 29. And there's going to be a reverse to Weary to the far side. And Weary will get to the 30 and, and is drugged down ball. from behind right at the sideline after a gain of about three. And Weary was uh, drugged down by Rumberger first. And that will bring up fourth down at about 27 now. Interesting. that he, he The ball popped out and went out of bounds. But they're keeping the clock going, which which is interesting here. Unless he was down before the ball popped out. Yeah, That's the only other explanation. Well, yeah. well, after a turnover, the Seals were able to make a defensive stop, and now Rumberger will take an end-over-end kick at about the 33-yard line. And coming to the near side with it is Teets. Flags uh, are going to fly. He's going to go to the clip. 50, the 40, the 30, the 20, and he'll be drugged down uh, by the neck. And that'll be a that'll be a horse collar or a face or a uh, grab of the helmet okay. either way. We got a we got a clip up here, which which there was. They should offset. Well, this is after the play, though. Well, it's if it's if it's a dead ball foul, they won't offset. That's right. true. Right. Well, the Let's officials are going to talk it. this one out, and of course, when you when you have a playoff game, it's usually. Uh, and I shouldn't say this because uh, I don't know this for a fact, but it's usually um, the best of the best, and they get these crews together. So sometimes they work together, sometimes they don't. But they're doing the right thing by just talking it out right That's now right. to make sure they get it squared away. The flag originally for the clip is about the 40-yard line, or the block in the back. Yeah, now the other flag is at about the 20. Or I'm sorry, the 17, 18-yard line, and that's either a horse collar or a helmet. Or a, a face mask grab. We'll see. Block in the, the back. That's the first one. And the second one is a personal foul face mask. There. And so they actually shouldn't offset because they're not the same length, a distance penalty. If that was a dead ball pop, the second was a dead ball pop foul, but he didn't indicate that. No, I, that's what I said. If it's a dead ball foul, that changes the narrative completely, but I didn't see that signal either. Or do you? Or do they <laughs> now, do now the, the thing is, you got to remember that that one is back at the 40-yard line, so does it come back to the 40-yard line, then you mark it off, and then you mark off the 15 from that? I believe that's what, that's what happens. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. 
So now let's see if they are making this an offsetting penalty. There's a personal foul face mask, not a dead ball. It was on the tackle then. So they do offset, and they will kick it again. All right. Remember everything we just, I just yes. talked about? Forget, Forget it. it. I didn't say a word. <laughs> I didn't say a word. Uh, this is why I don't wear stripes, okay? Because I can't follow the rules. So now the Shemokin punt team will have to come on, and they don't have the entire punt team yet. And now they do. Interesting. Seals Grove only has one returner back. They've been running two back they, there. That's true. They do only have one back there. And it's going to be it's fourth down and 27, and it's going to be oh. a rugby punt that almost gets blocked, and it goes right get, by get away, T. Hoover. Away, and Hoover will now let it go and stay away, and it'll roll down to about the 20-yard line where it's down there by Colin Lynch. I honestly think that ball went underneath Brandon Hiles. I think you're right. I think you're right. Hiles came through clean, and the punt came came off. I think he was by it. He went in so fast, and it went underneath him. (laughs) So you're saying he was too fast. Yes. Yes. It's usually not an issue. (laughs) 9.42 to go here in the first half. It is Sealands Grove 21 and Shemokin nothing. The Seals able to survive the only turnover of the game, that fumble on the last series. By the way, they are now plus nine, which is an unbelievable number, but plus nine in the turnover ratio. And the give, oh, wow, what a big that hit. Was, is that front? That's Ohio got, Ohio got the ball, but I think he got hit by Corey Adams. I think it was delivered the blow, and, man, Aaron talk about. Frosh as well. Boy. number it looked to me like it was one of those situations where he ran into a wall. Be a gain of one second down and nine. And the Seals slowly coming up with 15 on the play clock now. We'll send Bastion out to the far side, one to the near side. I formation. Pastore will send a man in motion to the far side. That's Ahmed. Back to pass. Looking. Slips. Now steps forward. And he will get what he can to about the 26-yard line. It'll be a gain of five. Man coverage on that one, which they're keeping everybody in the box. Shemokin's keeping everybody in the box to take away the running game, and they're manning up on on the edge. Simple concept, but it's working. It's taking away the inside run game for for the Seals, and... Frankly, Mark Pastore can't get the ball to the receivers. Guys are open. Third down and five. Have to get to the 31 if they want to continue this drive. This drive isn't going to score. It's been more than two plays. Back to pass. Pastore sets up. Fires one long. This one has a chance, and he's got it. The open receiver is Bastion. Bastion down to the sidelines to the 20, 10, 5. Touchdown. Sealand's Grove. Took an extra play but this time. They, they just beat the man coverage, period. Mark 74 yeah. yards yeah. on the pass, the pass from Pastore. I, I'm, it's somewhat humorous what Kevin Hurd basically <laughs> got the words out of his mouth. Um. <laughs> and, and said they can't score because it's more than took more one than more two play. plays took and they score. More. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my. 74 yards. Bastion's longest catch of the year. The extra point splits the uprights good. 
7.06 to go here in the second quarter. It is Sealands Grove 28 and Shemokin nothing. Boy, they can't do anything wrong. They can't do anything wrong, Kevin. Even this when is even tremendous. when Shemokin thinks they have they have the number, the the it just does not come up. And our Sealands Grove Ford Drive summary: three plays, 79 yards, a whopping minute 36, and a Bastion 74-yard touchdown reception. It is Bastion's third catch of the year, his longest touchdown catch of the year, third touchdown of the year, I should say, his longest reception of the year, and Pastore now has yet another passing touchdown on the season and yet another explosive play (laughs) that's to say the least boom (laughs) just when you thought it was safe to go into the secondary and you know what it was a great route by bastion too he had his man beat by three yards it was one of those that almost the ball hung up in the air too long boy this is fun isn't it kevin I've been gone for two weeks. I've missed this <laughs> you, in a you, great way. See, that's what you, that's oh, what happens when you when you step away for that's a little right. bit. So it's seven oh six to go here in the half. Twenty eight to nothing in favor of Sealands Grove. We'll wait here for the kick and for them to whistle into play. Now all the officials are in spots, and it'll be time for Carter Young to boot this one away. Not quite to the far hash mark. One man to the near side is Cedar. They've been trying to kick away from him the last couple of times, and they do again on this time. It'll be number 26 that lets that one roll Into through the, the end, end zone. zone. That's nice a kick. That is a nice kick, but that's a dangerous, dangerous move to let that one roll from the 10-yard line in because on the turf, that ball could take a weird hop and end up going just about anywhere. You betcha. How you many betcha. times have you seen have you seen one of those just hop right back into the middle of the field? It's my good friend, former colleague, God rest his soul. I've said this a number of times this year. Bob, Coach Bob Patello from Mount Carmel always used to say, "Take a basketball, drop it, come straight back up. Take a football, <laughs> it drop it, it goes that way, that way, that way, there." And the most important thing is you don't know when or where. You got it. That's well put. I formation behind Nye. Shimoka trying to get something going. They'll go back to pass with a three-step drop slant pattern. And that pass bobbled and caught by Cedor, but he's immediately dropped. Good throw and catch. Instant tackle by Ahmed there for a gain of nine. Is, is, is Nye still in at quarterback? Uh, let's see. I thought I saw 15 out there, but then again, my eyes have been messed up lately. And yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yep, I'm he sorry. will yep. go underneath center. Second down and one. And the give to Madden. Madden's got the first down across the 30 to the 32-yard line, dragging three gray shirts with it. He really gets downhill, though, doesn't he? He's a tough, tough runner. Well, I'll say. Clock winding with 6.25 to go here in the first half. 28 to nothing. Sealands Grove on top. Shemokin starting to move the football just a little bit here in this drive. Either quarterback will send one receiver in each direction. Ball in the middle of the field moving right to left with a tight eye formation behind him. Deep back is Madden. Now coming back to the backfield. They're going to give the ball in full sprint to Wary. And Wary will cut it inside right before the numbers and dive ahead for a gain of about a yard 
Second down and nine. That was kind of, that was the first time they ran the ball on the flank with just a straight handoff. I think we're going to see more of that. Well, where he came in motion that right, time, right. And, and, and it looked like the timing was a little bit off because he had to do a little hop, skip, and a jump. And the other thing, they, they can't do the quick cadence if he goes in motion. That's also true. Under center again, Nye rolling out to the near side, has time, looks, sets up, fires right between the hands of his intended receiver, Nate Almond there on the coverage. He was trying to get it out there to pencil. Nate was right on it. He got up a little gingerly there. I hope he's okay. Nice play by Nate Almond. Nate's wearing the uh, hand warmer on the back. That's what gloves are for. You don't need a hand warmer. (laughs) <laughs> I never had a hand warmer. That's that's why we didn't didn't recruit you. Yeah, it explains it. Back to pass nine. That's going to be a screen, and it got blown up. It really got late delayed there, and I think he intended to throw it to Madden. It was there was there, there was, was no receiver in Madden the area. Madden was about a five to seven yards away, but he was back further, not downfield as far as that one was. Uh, we, you know what they. I think Coach Hicks would have declined that anyways to force a yeah. punt. But, but you're, still, you're that, right. It was borderline. It was definitely yeah, it was borderline. So Hockenbrock in to boot this one away. And uh, Seals will go with returner. one back deep. Yep. Single returner again. And he will angle it to the sideline. And that one is snuffed. Picked up. Running with it to the near side. To the 10. To the 5. Hile. Touchdown. Seamans Grove. Blocked the punt. Picked up the punt, scored the touchdown. Second block punt of the season for Heil, and this one ends up to be six. That's that's a tremendous football play. <laughs> you can do a highlight tape with Brian Brandon Heil. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a play. And they took him from the outside. If you saw where he lined up, he had a sprint 15 yards to get the punt. What a play. 34-0 with the extra point now. Snaps good, sets down. The kick is up, and it is good. 5.08 remaining here in the half. It is 35-0. Sealens Grove, Heil with a 20-yard block punt scoop and score for the Seals. So that means the clock runs, my friends. In the second second, half. In the second half, yep. See? We don't have that in college, no. so I have to keep asking the questions. No, that's all right. There are a couple of games, though, this year where I think a lot of teams would have liked to have seen that rule come into play. 5.08 remaining in this one. 25. Make that 35. 35 to nothing. They do have the scoreboard wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, this is what I get for just reading the board. And an update on our Blaze Alexander Nissan out-of-town scoreboard. And uh, this one actually is our... Uh, a big one of the night. The uh, semifinal in the other half of the bracket. Jersey Shore 32, Lewisburg 7 in the second. We'll get you an update on some of the other scores here in just a moment. Wow. And some of the other scores include Montoursville leading Athens 27 to nothing. Milton 6, North Penn nothing. Kalineski Valley with a double off the wall leads Loyal Sock 2 to nothing in the first. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that, Kevin. 
<laughs> Listen, if you would, if if you have any sort of pull in any in any professional sport in football, and you have two in the first quarter, you're in trouble. But I would have never thought Kalineski Valley would pick up a two to nothing lead. And that ball is headed toward the out of bounds, and it will go out of bounds, at about the ten yard line. Well, I know this, Dave, the Chief Richie, knows your humor. <laughs> Coach Dick Hort knows your humor. They both had to live with my humor. Is what you really mean? <laughs> I listened to you for years, buddy, uh, for many years. Uh, I appreciate that. We've had a lot. We've had a lot of fun over the years, including the Bucknell ones. So. <laughs> and we'll do that again tomorrow. Uh, Bucknell football on uh, 100.9 the Valley, starting at 12:30 with the airtime kickoff with Lehigh at one. Under center is Nye once again. He'll roll out to the near side, swing it out, complete the pass to Wary. One, two, Wary three, just got four, smothered. five gray uniforms at Cro- the point of attack. That's Cross for a zero game. Cross at that time made the big play, and he just drilled him. Uh, quick update on the Blaze Alexander Nissan out-of-town scoreboard. Milton 28, uh, leading now 28 to nothing at the half as we get an update on that one. Uh, that Milton 28, North Penn Mansfield, nothing. That's a 2-7 game, I believe. Under center is nigh, eye formation. Handoff, deep back through is Madden. Madden got hit immediately. Uh, 44. Yeah, it was Ethan Miller, Miller, the nose tackle that makes the hit, but he still finds a head for two yards. But give Miller credit, he hung nice in there. Nice play by Ethan Miller. Miller stayed with it. Miller time. Third down and seven with the clock winding now with 4.05 remaining here in the half. And Shemokin trying to find something they can hang their hat on right now. Seals Grove's defense has been smothering. Nye under center again. Eye formation behind him, a receiver each way. Now in motion is wary to the far side. Back to pass. Nye rolls out. Has time. Now the pressure breaks down, and he will throw it away. Intercepted. And it's almost intercepted, but is just barely trapped by Heil. He stepped right in front of the intended receiver, Adams, and he just couldn't get his hands underneath the football. I don't know. If we had had, uh, instant replay here. (laughs) You might feel otherwise. Where's Coach Belichick throwing that red flag? I'll tell you what, if he has his hands down lower, I think he gets the benefit of the doubt. I think he had his hands up a little too high, and I think that's why he didn't get the benefit of the doubt. The tough part is, did they see any of the any of the old tires from the uh, bottom of the turf yeah, pop that's up? That's right, that's right. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to see them from our angle, that's for sure. Flags fly, Hockenbrock gets off a good one. They weren't set. Heil takes it and uh, scratch that, make it... Uh, Hoover there at the tw- 22, and he'll get to about the 40-yard line, but we'll see if they march this one backwards. Yeah, they weren't set. They, they had two guys standing up, I think moving I might, to a set position, and they snapped it. Yeah, see? Illegal shift. Illegal shift. I think I might have them kick that one again, but nah, they say no. I don't know. You got a good return on it, though, the 40-yard line, so. I don't know. I, I think considering the... The returns that Seals Grove's done, I think you're exactly right, Kevin. That make them make them kick again. Well, if this game might have been a little bit closer at this point, uh, maybe I think maybe that would have happened. This is one of those let's not 
play any more plays than we have to at 35 nothing with 329 to go here in the half but then again i like to, i like taking chances sometimes which is why i'm up here and not on the field <laughs> Pastore now under center, and that one is oh, going to be five against the Seals. You know, they, there hasn't been many penalties tonight for the Seal, Seals. No, that's a good point, and these two teams have uh, have seen their share of penalties. Uh, the Seals averaging seven penalties a game at 52 yards, and Shemokin averaging seven penalties a game for 58 yards. So that five yards will march it back to the 34-yard line of Sealands Grove. That's just a focus penalty right there. you got to stay focused. Ahmed to the far side of the field. Eye formation behind Pastore. Long count on this one. Taking the play clock down to six. Stretch play to Teets. Teets will cut it upfield. Gets the original line of scrimmage. And then a bonus two yards to the 41. Make it a seven-yard game. Boy, Kevin, that was your small nose guard that's quick as all i bet that kid's a wrestler <laughs> seriously yeah i'm just nye is a 5-4 sophomore i just kind of zoned in on him and he was in the backfield they also he made the play actually yep. they also have colin lynch now at defensive end as they go with more of a four and five man front pastori under center again eye formation long count takes the play clock to eight Here's the handoff, and trying to scoot outside to the 39. It appeared it was going to be Teets again. No, yeah, this time, yeah, it was, is Teets. It's yep. Tucker Teets. I have to wait till they get up to see yeah. if it's a two or a three. It's no complaints about these uniforms, right? <laughs> well, there's a little height difference, but not enough to make it obvious yet. No, it's the numbers. They're, t- they're hard to read. Third down and seven at the 42-yard line with 2.15 and counting to go here in the first half. Sealands Grove leading it 35 to nothing. They have done it on two-play drive, two-play drive, two-play drive, three-play drive. Now we're at play number three again. Pastore under center. And he will take a straight five-step drop. Has a little bit of pressure, now rolls out, steps up to the 40, down to the 41, and he's dropped for a loss of two on the sack. And that sack will go into the column of number six, Artist Jones, Knowledge Artist Jones. Yeah, that, Shemokin did a nice job. There was he, had, he really didn't have much time to even get his head up to read things downfield. They were right in, his, right in the backfield. Time for a punt. I believe this is Young's first punt of the night. Minute 25 and counting. They'll wind this one down. Uh, still 13 on the play clock. Back deep is Colin Cedor. Second punt. Second punt of the night. That's why it's nice to have Zach sit next to you, because he makes me sound smarter than I really am. Okay. That takes a lot coach, of work, too. Coach Hicks ran that down, called a timeout. He indeed did. That'll be the first timeout used by either team here tonight and for... Obviously, Sealands Grove, their first timeout. Give us a chance to remind you about Steelers football at 100.9 The Valley. The Steelers host the Bears on Monday Night Football, the pregame at 625, kickoff at 815 on The Valley, and then the Eagles here on Eagle 107 with Merrill Reese and Mike Quick as the Eagles host the Chargers with the pregame at 3, kickoff at 405. I, I think that was a really good time uh, timeout by Coach Hicks, and here's why. That was a strange series, starting with the 
with the uh, penalty by the offensive line. It, it, they just didn't seem, they didn't execute well, and they just seemed out of whack for sorts there. And I think that was a good timeout by Coach Hicks, even though this is a punt formation. But still, get the guys together, get them focused, get them, get them to really focus on executing them the next minute of this football game and straighten things out at halftime. Not that a lot of things need to be straightened out, but... Young with a wobbler, hits it about the 30. Artis Jones lets it roll sideways now and will not go after it. It will roll down to the 28-yard line, and that's where the Seals will down to giving Shemokin a first and 10 from the 28 with under a minute remaining. This is... Sealands Grove Seals football presented by Sealands Grove Ford on Eagle 107, WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. So what will likely be the final series for Shemokin before they can go in and make some halftime adjustments, and as you said, Sealands Grove really not needing to make a ton of adjustments right now, just maybe tweaking things. Here comes Madden to the near side of the 30, breaks a tackle to the 35 to the 40, down to the 44-yard line before he's finally stopped and drugged down from behind by number 62. That's going to be Damian Catherman. He's, he's still a very good football player. Boy, th- this kid, he's strong runner, and he's quick. You know, this is an important drive for Shemokin if they want to keep the clock from running here in the second half. They need right. to get points right now. Here's the handoff, Madden again. Madden drags a couple of tacklers, will lean ahead for a gain of four. That'll be to the 47-yard line. And, boy, I'll tell you what, there was a lot. Miller was in on that tackle. There were a couple of guys that he was dragging along in that one. He's a hard runner. He's strong. Rumberger. You know, he was carrying Rumberger. Rumberger's 190 pounds of solid muscle. That was a good carry there for a while. Here's Madden again. Madden tries to kick this one outside. He will run out of real estate, and then they will run out of time in the half. So a gain of one is how the first half will end, and Sealands Grove in control here at the half, leading Shemokin 35 to nothing. This is Sealands Grove Seals football presented by Sealands Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Discover the value you'll get when you check out the hundreds of used and certified pre-owned Subarus at WNL Subaru. WNL Subaru salutes our active duty service members and retired veterans with 20% off all your service needs during the entire month of November. Plus, from November 11th to the 13th, WNL Subaru is offering free oil changes to our active duty service members and our retired veterans. We're off Route 11 in Northumberland and online at WNLSubaru.com. Free oil changes to service members and veterans is from 11-11 to 11-13 while availability remains. Other offers expire 11-30. No heat? Better call McCreary. Furnace is broke. Better call McCreary. Boiler not boiling? Better call McCreary. Heat pump tune-up for winter. Already? Yep, already. Better call McCreary. Service repair installations. Call us, because we're the best. McCreary's HVAC. Oh, and even R for refrigeration. Better call McCreary's. Call 570-473-8815 or on that device of yours. McCreary's HVACinc.com. Better call McCreary's. Hello. Um, is this the pizza shop? Yeah, that's right. What do you want? I would like to order a pizza.
pizza for delivery? Well, stop flapping your jaw. Tell me what you want there. Cupcake? Cupcake? No, I, I want pizza. Yeah, I got that. But you're wasting my time with all this nonsense instead of giving me your order. Want a more pleasant experience when you're hungry? Well, Bella's Pizza and Sealands Grove will treat you like family. Call or stop in before or after the game. At Bella's, your hometown pizza shop, enjoy delicious handmade pizza, subs, wings, and more. Open seven days a week for pickup, dine-in, or delivery. Call 570-374-2900. Bella's Pizza, 29 South Market Street in Sealands Grove. Like them on Facebook. This is Will Marks, General Manager at Murray Motor Chevrolet. We are coming off our best-selling season ever. Why? Because we are big enough to serve you, small enough to know your name. Murray Motor Chevrolet brings you a bigger, better selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, including the area's best selection of custom trucks, sports cars, and new inventory arriving daily. We're the only dealer to offer a lifetime powertrain warranty and price match guarantee on all new Chevrolet models. So let's set it straight. We are the best price and best warranty, period. Murray Motors Chevrolet, located a half a mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Sealands Grove, or online at murraychevy.com. Powertrain warranty does not include commercial vehicles. Eagle 107. Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field right now, the site of this semifinal in the Class Quad A. And the other Class Quad A game is just about as out of hand as this one has been in the first half. Sealands Grove leading Shemokin right now by a score of 35 to nothing. We'll update you on Lewisburg and Jersey Shore shortly. Welcome to the Sealands Grove Seals halftime report. Kevin Hur along with Coach Steve Briggs filling in for Pat O'Brien this week. And, uh, looks like unless things r- drastically change, uh, things will be all back to normal again for everybody next week, and you'll be more comfortable again. <laughs> but what a first half. Talk about comfortable. Uh, Sealands Grove has been comfortable since the opening moments of the game. It's It's been total domination in every phase of the game, including where the teams start, um, the kicking game. Um, there hasn't been really a lot of turnovers or penalties uh, from that standpoint, but explosive plays by by the Seals, uh, super defense by the Seals, kind of knew what Shemokin was doing, getting the ball to, to their big gun, and, and he's everything what everyone said about him. Um, I'm actually sitting here wondering if there was something, if he was sick or something the first game, because really he, he's a he he's a great player, he, and you're gonna we're gonna see the football in his hands the rest of the way. There's no question about it. I just mentioned to Zach here um, at the timeout. Boy, it might be a time to sit down some of these guys for the seals, knowing what's ahead. Um, knock on wood, something foolish doesn't happen. Um, as far as you know, getting a guy nicked or something. So um, we're at, we're at that stage of the game. Well, I'll tell you what, the plays came quick, or the scores came quick. A two-play drive after a turnover on downs on the first series. It was a 51-yard drive, took, I'm sorry, a 28-yard drive, took 39 seconds. Heil from 31 yards out got the pass reception for the touchdown. Then a two-play drive, 51 yards. Heil on a 51-yard run with 17 seconds on that drive. And then a three-play or a two-play, 14-yard drive, where Miller uh, caught a touchdown reception of 13 yards in just 48 seconds. And then the longest-scoring drive of the game, a three-play, 79-yard drive, Bastion with a 74-yard touchdown reception, his longest reception of the season. With a minute 36 is all that one took to make it 28 to nothing. And then Heil put the capper on for the half, a 20-yard block punt scoop and score to make it 35 to nothing and wow i mean the scoring just about every way you can 
it's fun. As we said earlier, it's fun to watch. If you're you're a Seals Grove fan, uh, these guys can really do it. And again, I use the term focus because that's what it is. They really execute very, very well, both sides of the ball and the kicking game. Kicking game set up everything. Let's face it, the short yard, you know, take take out uh, Coach Hynaski's, uh you know, fourth down play and what, the 26-yard line or whatever that was. Um, it's It's been total domination in every phase. Steve, you got a, guy, a lot of guys that remember last year's game here and how it did not work out well. And I know Zach was talking with Coach Hicks about it in the pregame uh, as well uh, on the uh, Derek Hicks pregame show. And they addressed it. I mean, it was something that they talked about this year. And I think you mentioned it. I, I think we were uh, we were not on air at the time, but this team came out with a – attitude isn't the right word, but they, they came out with a mindset yeah. uh, that they were just going to be a step faster. They were going to play a step harder. They were going to do everything just a little bit better, and they really – uh, they really did that early on in this game, especially on that first drive where Shimokin takes the chance on fourth and one and denies them an opportunity on a guy that averages six yards a carry. That's right. And, and I call it they played angry. That, there, and, that's and, what you and, said angry. And, that's and, right. And I think I think everything they're doing, and I, I use the term focus because they're really, really focused, probably more so than I've seen them all year, the, this football team. And, and tribute to them. Great tribute to the coaching staff to get them in this mindset, especially look, this is a new season. That's exactly right. It's, They're definitely men on a mission right now. Absolutely. <laughs> there is no question about it. Well, this isn't the only successful Sealands Grove uh, fall sports team. The field hockey team having a good season as well in the uh, state playoffs. And let's check in with uh, Murphy and find out more about what's going on in Sealands Grove athletics. The week got started for the Seals on Saturday as the girls' soccer team beat Shikalemi in a shootout to open up the playoffs. The Seals advanced the District 4 title game but fell short to Mifflinburg. The Lady Seals finished their season as the District 4 silver medalists. Also on Saturday, the boys' soccer team easily beat Athens to advance the District 4 title game on Wednesday. The boys fell short in overtime to the Danville Ironmen. They finished their season as the District 4 runner-ups. In field hockey action, the Seals lost to Crestwood in the District 2-4 finals. They do advance to the state tournament. This is Murphy O'Brien. Join me each week for the Seals Athletic Rundown on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Seals Grove Ford, your number one certified pre-owned Ford dealer in Central PA, is a proud supporter of all Seals Grove students and athletes. A Seals Grove Ford certified car. It's not just another car, it's Ford certified and backed by the best warranty in the business. So if you're looking for confidence, great value, and peace of mind on your next pre-owned car, Seals Grove Ford is the place to go. See their inventory at SealsGroveFord.com. At the bridge in Seals Grove, home of Mr. Sharpie and Sharp Pencil Deals. Go Seals! know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey fans, how about some food? Try burgers and sandwiches like the bacon cheese flamethrower and cheese grill burgers, favorites like the hamburger, cheeseburger, and chili cheese dog, and the fall Blizzard menu. Tell the whole stadium, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, routes 11 and 15 on the strip Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ, fan food, not fast food. (laughs) 
No heat? Better call McCreary. Furnace is broke. Better call McCreary. Boiler not boiling? Better call McCreary. Heat pump tune-up for winter. Already? Yep, already. Better call McCreary. Service repair installations. Call us, because we're the best. McCreary's HVAC. Oh, and even R for refrigeration. Better call McCreary's. Call 570-473-8815 or on that device of yours. McCreary's HVACinc.com. Better call McCreary's. It's Mark and Troy from Zimmerman Motors. It's football season, and like a good offense, we've been adjusting to everything the market can throw up and to be there for our customers. Our team has worked hard to have a great selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, new trucks and Jeeps, a full line of certified vehicles, and quality pre-owned options for every budget. Plus, the highest trade values we've ever seen. Come and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury and experience what we call the Zimmerman difference. Call us at 570-988-JEEP, shop online at Zimmerman Jeep. Com, or better yet, stop in today. We are Eagle 107. Halftime here at Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field in the Class 4A semifinal. The Seals leading it 35 to nothing. We'll have a running clock here in the second half. And you could see that Shemokin had that in mind in that last drive. They were really pushing. They were trying to go to their bread-and-butter plays. And it just they had a couple of plays where uh, uh, Madden broke free, but he just not has not been able to really get it going yet. Yeah, they're, they're, Seals doing a super job. I think where Shemokin, especially early, kind of had him, the Seals defense on their heels a little bit with the quick cadence stuff. They weren't, they like to stem, they like to move their linebackers around. Uh, you can't do that when they get up to the line of scrimmage and just snap the ball on the first sound. And that's what Shemokin was doing. And they kind of got away from it a little bit. I think you get tired by going so fast. They obviously don't have enough players to, there's 26 or 25 players dressed, so the guys are playing a lot. And they're getting gassed a little bit. Well, and, and they're playing both ways. They're and playing they, and, both and, ways. And they've had a lot of long, not long drives, but long plays where they've been doing a lot of chasing. That's right. Well, Pastore, 3 of 6, 118 yards and 3 touchdowns in the air. Nye, 3 of 11 for just 13 yards. On the ground, you know, Madden's had a quiet 80 yards. 18 carries. We expected to see close to 40 carries, 35 to 40 carries, but 80 yards, and that is the quietest 80 yards I think I've ever seen. Uh, Wary with three care, uh, two carries for three yards. Adams with a carry for four. On the uh, Sealands Grove side of things, Howell with two carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Teach with five carries, six yards. Pastore four carries for minus 11. That coming on money of those coming on the sack. But on the receiving side, Bastion with a 74-yard touchdown catch. Kyle with a 31-yard touchdown catch. Miller with a 13-yard touchdown catch. He's only three of six, but those three completions have been touchdowns. That'll put your quarterback rating up there at a pretty nice level. Sure will. But again, uh, Nye struggling with three of 11, 13 yards. One catch for Cedar for nine, Pencil for three, and Wary for one. As we look at the uh, first downs, both teams surprisingly with four first downs. But again, two play, two play, two play, three play are, uh, drives for scores for Sealands Grove. Rushing, Shemokin with 81 yards to Sealands Grove's 47. The big difference, the passing yards, 118 to 13 for Shemokin. Puts the total yardage at 165 for the Seals, 94 for the Indians. One fumble for Sealands Grove, but it did not amount to points. They were able to stop them on a three and out. Heil with a block punt for 
a touchdown here tonight, and that was the big part. We'll take a look at when we return at our uh, scoreboard here and get you updated on some of the games, including that Lewisburg-Jersey Shore game, and that'll happen when we return. Halftime here at Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field. This is Sealands Grove Seals football presented by Sealands Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Hi, this is Bob Schoen, the general manager of Blaze Alexander Ford, Route 45 in Lewisburg. And for years, we've been saying it's worth the drive to Route 45. Well, what does that mean? It means you're going to get the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle in stock. Check out our inventory at BlazeAlexanderFord.com and compare it to the competition. It means we have a selection of over $12 million of inventory. So whatever it is that you're looking for, we typically have it on our lot. It means you're going to get service after the sale that's second to none. Plus, at Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg. In average lifetime, we have 7 to 10 major events. We buy our first car, rent or buy our first home, get married, start a business, have children, a child starts driving, and we retire. But life is not always average or predictable. For all of life's events, common or exceptional, Sholly Insurance Agency is here to help. Family owned and operated in Lewisburg, Sholly Insurance Agency offers coverage for your home, auto, life, business, and employee benefits through best-in-class carriers like Grange Insurance. Sholly Insurance Agency, we're here to help. Visit us at sholleyagency.com. Okay, Anthony, we got a busy day again today. Let's get moving. Ma, I know. Orders for our famous Italian subs, our brujuto paninis, and a ton of cannolis have to be made. Ma, I know. If you know, then you gotta get moving. Our customers count on us to bring them our authentic Italian experience. I know, Ma. Our Lewisburg Deli brings a piece of Brooklyn to the valley. I got it, Ma. Don't worry about it. Well, if you got it, Anthony, then start working before I show you a piece of Brooklyn. I'm Noah from the Lewisburg Deli Contestant on Market Street in downtown Lewisburg, where Mary Lynn, Anthony, and I will treat you like family to serve you our authentic Italian foods. Visit us at LewisburgDeliContestant.com and on our Facebook page. Seals Grove Ford, your number one certified pre-owned Ford dealer in Central PA, is a proud supporter of all Seals Grove students and athletes. A Seals Grove Ford certified car. It's not just another car, it's Ford certified and backed by the best warranty in the business. So if you're looking for confidence, great value, and peace of mind on your next pre-owned car, Seals Grove Ford is the place to go. See their inventory at SealsGroveFord.com. At the bridge in Seals Grove, home of Mr. Sharpie and Sharp Pencil Deals. Go Seals! Eagle 107. Welcome back to Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field. Kevin Hur along with Steve Briggs. Zach Showers on the uh, broadcast as well. Help us out with the numbers tonight. And Pat O'Brien with the night off. Resting his voice, getting ready hopefully for a game next week. And it looks like that game might be up in the Great White North. <laughs> as we have the... Plays Alexander Ford, built Ford tough game of the week as Lewisburg and Jersey Shore. At the half, it is Jersey Shore 32, Lewisburg 7. Some of the other games on the scoreboard tonight. Montoursville 35, Athens 7. That is the AAA quarterfinal. Milton shutting out North Penn Mansfield 28 to nothing at the half. And in another quarterfinal, we do have a correction on that. Uh, it was not a double off the wall by Kowineski Valley. Loyal Sock is up 41-0. That was a typo. 41-0 Loyal Sock at the half, which makes a little bit more sense, to be quite honest <laughs> with you. Coming up tomorrow night in the double-A uh, bracket, it'll be Sayer and Troy. Tomorrow afternoon, Bloomsburg-Mount Carmel. 
Wellsboro South Williamsport tomorrow night, Line Mountain, Southern Columbia. How many years, I, I don't know if you can remember this or not, but for years, Line Mountain and Southern Columbia would match up for the single-A final, and Line Mountain would be like, we're done, we're not doing this anymore, we're going Eastern Conference, and they would go Eastern Conference. Well, not really an option anymore, so they uh, will match up with Southern Columbia in a 1-8 matchup instead of a 1-2 like it used to be in single-A. Uh, speaking of single-A, uh, there is uh, Canton with a bye, and that means the semifinal game is Montgomery at Muncie, and that game will be tomorrow afternoon at Muncie. So that catches you up on the games throughout the uh, uh, night tomorrow. Uh, coming up on the stations of Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation tomorrow, it'll be Bucknell Bison football as the Bison take on Lef- uh, excuse me, Lehigh. That game will get underway at 12.30. Kickoff is at 1 on 100.9 the Valley. And then the Penn State Nittany Lions will take on Maryland. The tailgate show at 2 with Steve, Jack, and Roger. Kickoff is at 3.30 for that one. And then Steve just found out how to sync up uh, his... Uh, his TV now with uh, Steve and Jack, and he's good to go. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, can can I plug my guys right across the way here? Big sure. game against Muhlenberg tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Susquehanna and Muhlenberg are both tied at the top of the Centennial Conference at 7-1, and one, um, uh, along with Johns Hopkins, who, who knocked us off, set us back a little bit last week in Baltimore. So big game here in Seals Grove tomorrow as well. Tell you what, that is a uh, beautiful facility. I uh, had a had an opportunity to call one game there. Uh, trying to think, it was I think it was a high school game that got yeah. moved over there. Yeah. And it was a beautiful facility. Love the turf there. Love the scoreboard. Here we go, second half. And Shemokin has uh, de- actually uh, Sealands Grove won the toss. They elected to defer, and now they're going to put seven guys in the line of scrimmage or uh, within five yards of the 50-yard line, assuming there is going to be a an onside kick. I, I think that would be a good assumption right now. And They don't decide to do that, and it will bounce in at about the 15-yard line. Coming to the near side with it is Teets, and he will come to the 26-yard line, and he's dropped there at the 26-yard line. When you have that many people up uh, looking for an onside kick, there's not much protection and and he really didn't have much there yeah that's absolutely right i mean once you get through that first seven guys uh, the the numbers the numbers start working in the kickoff or the kick return kick coverage favor you know i was just looking at knowledge artist jones his helmet is more has more white on it than purple now i mean the whole insignia is gone on both sides paint chipping off i don't know either that or he's got somebody he's do like they do at all-star games and get everybody's uh, sticker put on the helmet there's the pitch coming to the far side tucker teats will try to get to the corner and he'll get maybe a yard and he is just hit and quickly dropped down by colin cedor yeah that's that's a tough play that's a quick pitch uh, they're trying to get uh, uh there was a, a tight bunch to the left for the seals and they're trying to get angles but again, Shamokin really pursued to the football right there. We'll see how long the starters stay in. I would probably guess, you know, maybe a play, maybe a series, and see what happens from there. I formation, Pastore under center, winding the clock. 
And he will run the stretch play to the near side to Heil. Heil will turn at the 35 to the there 40. He goes. And he's off to the races. There's nobody that's going to catch him after he breaks three tackles. And he's in the blue paint. Touchdown, Seelands Grove. Kevin, I would take number two and sit him right on the bench. You're not moving. Yes, take his helmet. Take everything. Take his helmet. Have a seat, Brandon High. That one went from the 32-yard line. I counted it at uh, 68, if I had it correctly. They started right there. And how many plays? I'm sorry if you just said that. Three plays? Three. Oh, there wasn't two? That was second down. See, I thought that one took three. Extra point is up and good. I don't know. You know, the play, it happens so quick in Seelands Grove scores, I can't tell if it's two or three now. But I know if I say two or three, I'm at least right because it hasn't been any longer than that. That's a 73-yard touchdown run by Heil. He's a special player. I'll say it again. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. My, oh, my. Pretty amazing. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, and it looked like he might have had the first down, and that was going to be about it. I thought he was on the way down, and all of a sudden, I, I don't even think he put his hand down. He just all of a sudden finds another burst and breaks that tackle and is gone. Kevin, it's kind of new for you because I know you've read, I know you've seen some things, you, you, you broadcast for Shikalimi. He's done this all this year and he did it some last year i tell you I, and just like i said watching him come through the line like he does i mean you need two or three guys on him to, to, to be able to bring him down so at 10 40 to go here in the third quarter and a running clock as soon as the ball gets back into play remember uh during the mercy rule at 35 plus differential the clock runs except for timeouts touchdowns and change of possession and there's the end of Ren kick taken at the 11-yard line there by Cedor. Make that the 16-yard line by Cedor. He'll get to the 20, now into the hash marks, outside to the 25, to the 30. Actually, they'll say his knee was down a little bit before to the 28-yard line. Some missed tackles there. Now let's see the numbers here. I still see, I still see Heil out there. And again, you may be right where... I think it's one series. Yeah, one and series on it. defense, yeah. and which may be difficult to contain number 34 without the first defense. Yeah, that's there. a great point. You know, that that's a great point. It's going to be uh, – he's been tough to contain 80 yards so far in a quiet 80, as we said at halftime. Nye under center, he'll find Madden. Madden will get across to the 30-yard line. That's carry number 19 for a gain of two. We'll be looking for that Shimoka Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game, but I got a pretty good play. I got a pretty good idea what that might be. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it. But There's a lot of big plays in this yeah. game, but <laughs> it's going to be tough to pick. Oh, man. High formation once again. This one goes to the first back through. That's going to be Artis Jones. He will get to the 40-yard line and a first, first down. down. Yep, that'll be a gain of a good 10 yards there. Quick hitter by the fullback. I don't know if they trap blocked that or on blocked it. It was so quickly, done so quickly. Well executed by Shimokin. Only a sixth carry of the season. Wow. 
But again, think about it. Everybody's looking for number 34 to get the football. And, oh, no question. You know, it, it, And as a linebacker, you're probably thinking, oh, here comes the lead block at me. Here comes the iso block. And Madden like that time ran into a wall led by Heil. Heil was right there. It Tell looked me. like Othart was right there. I think that's his 20th uh, tackle for a loss now. One of the Millers, or both Millers, same names. That'll be a loss of one. Bring up second down and 11. And Shemokin taking their time right now to try and get something positive going here. We'll go to the true eye formation. Pro. And here comes to the near side, Madden. He gets a nice kickout block to about the 41-yard line. Boy, he ran a long way for just a couple of yards. (laughs) One or one and a half yards. Well executed defensively. Let's see. I mean, he really got a – he did get a nice lead block, though, uh, by Cedor, the wide receiver, who was actually coming, I think, out of the backfield that time or came actually back in to make the block. It didn't seem to help. Eye formation again, back to pass a three-step drop, and he's down for the sack. Quickly brought down by Logan Othout. That kind of shows you. Three-step drop, and there's four gray jerseys in the in the backfield. They're, seals are just overpowering in every which way. That'll be, if that was him, that'll be his second sack of the season. I believe it said 42. Uh, yeah, it was. They're starting to bunch up again, so it's yep. tough to tell. It'll be fourth down and 13 in a punting situation. That'll bring Hockenbrock in to punt. I think Shemokin's missing a player. They are indeed. Looks like they might be missing a tackle. Uh, and they just and they're going to play without they, it. They just moved and nothing was called. And that ball's going to hit at about the 35 and roll its way down to about the 25-yard line. Yeah, that that's uh, it's kind of getting to the situation where it's sad, Kevin. In all honesty, they didn't have enough players on the field. They had two people moved. The officials didn't call anything. Well, and the tough part, and the thing is, it's not like right now you're looking at second team. Correct. Uh, Correct. And and Shemokin, as you said, numbers really low. I mean, you look at the sideline right now: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten, probably 11 guys dressed right now. That's thin. Yes. Well, and, and. Seals Grove still has Pastori in. It looks like no, most I, of the first teamers there. Is that Pastori or is it? Well, it might not be. I think Hang that's on. number nine. You may be right. That might be Kale Bastion. It is yes, Kale it Bastion. Is. Again, folks that are listening, it's very difficult to read the single-digit numbers with these with these gray jerseys that the Seals have. They kind of run together, so that's why we're a little bit slow with reading the numbers. <laughs> I try. That's right. And, and let me tell you, eight and nine. No quarterback tandem should have eight and nine. I, I would like to make that that clear right now. With the blue jerseys, you can tell. I, nope. In general, no. <laughs> They should be if one if a single number and a double number. That's it. Second down and eleven. Here's the pitch to the far side. Looking for running room. There is Jessa Maria, and he will get back to maybe the line of scrimmage. Uh, 
Well, I'd say yes. you're going to lose a yard there, maybe. So it'll be down to the. I didn't even see the flag. I missed that one. It is going to be holding against Sealands Grove. I did see the official. Where is the flag? It's got to be over there by about the 24 yard line. They're moving them back. And then credit Chamokin. A lot of their uh, starters are are down on defense as well. Yeah, there's some new numbers there as well. Yep, that's true. So it'll be second down now and uh, 22 from the 15-yard line. Bastion has only thrown the ball once, is not going to throw the ball here, and we'll give to the first back through. Gain to the, 20, uh, the 17. 17. See who ends up getting up there. It appears that was going to be Holtzapple on the carry. Clock winding with 5.25 to go in a quickly moving third quarter. Sealands Grove leading it 42 to nothing en route to, as it were now, Jersey Shore, unless Lewisburg can come up with one of those Alcoa fantastic finishes. <laughs> you remember those? <laughs> yes, I do. Love You're those. dating yourself, Kevin. Herr. I've dated myself for years. <laughs> Nobody else would date me. Anyway, Pastori <laughs> under center in the I formation. And that's a, a jumping everywhere. Uh, everybody. Shemokin yeah, jumped, that drew that drew Sealands Grove off, and then they march it five yards back. So it'll be third down, and oh boy. Yeah, and, and it does look like Shemokin has put their young guys in as well on defense. I still see 72, who's their nose guard, the, the smaller kid. He's still out there. That's going to be nigh, yeah. Well, there's not, again, Shimoka doesn't have a ton of guys available right. uh, to replace. And and that handoff, not much room there to run. Justin Maria. Yep, Justin Maria Hunting once again. comes out. Good tackle behind the line for a loss of one. I didn't see who it was. I thought, I thought it looked like it was Corey Adams there, but I'm not sure. So it'll be fourth down and three-quarters of a mile. Going to have to call an Uber for a first down on this one. <laughs> now, now uh, after the punt, I'll explain something as we get going here uh, into the kick. Mumford back deep. Punt coming from the blue-painted end zone. And that one will be an end-over-end. It hits at about the 40, takes a good Sealands Grove bounce to the 50. Now keeps working its way. Watermelons its way to the... 45 to the 44 and three-quarter yard line. What I was going to explain, this is always was always an issue when when I was in this situation as a coach. A lot of times your your first teamers go and you've got a mix of kids on your special teams. First teamers, second teams, and in in many cases even more so than that. When you start taking your first punt cover team and say the second punt cover team, there's usually a lot of, shall we say, <laughs> there's a lot issues. of guys. That, there's a lot of guys too that miss which cover team issues. is in there. That's right. Yeah, and is it is it the first team or second team? Nye will still be in there, and Madden will Madden's be off to the gone. races now. He's to the middle of the field, to the 30, to the 15, to the 25, down, down to the 20, and he drug bound from behind at the 21-yard line. Madden with a nice run of 23, and that will put him over the century mark. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll say something. Um, 
Well, the, the, here's the thing. He, he's probably he's a senior. That may be yeah. one of the reasons he's still there. Uh, this will be his last game, it would appear. He's playing against a bunch of sophomores and a couple freshmen right and, now. Yeah, and if he comes up with enough yards, maybe there's a maybe there's a school record in there. I don't know. Madden with the ball now to the 15, down to the 10, and is hogtied at about the. 11-yard line. Well, they aren't doing anything different. It's just inside zone, outside zone. They'll run a trap here and there. They're just getting 34 of the football. Sassman on the tackle at the 11-yard line. Clock winding with 2.30 to go in a quickly moving third quarter. 42 to nothing. Sealands Grove over Shemokin. Die under center with the eye formation behind ten, him. 10 people on the field. Yeah, they're again. missing somebody again, but they're going to go ahead with 10. Because Madden can run with 20 guys or with two guys. And he still ends up getting five. And he drags a tackler with him. I'll tell you what, that was that was uh, Elijah Easton uh, that he drags for about four yards on that one. And Easton's not, he's 235. Okay, somebody somebody got, yeah. he's off, either he's got blood on his uniform or. Uh, Easton's the one coming off. Something. That's blood time. That's that's a that's the winter sports season. I formation nigh under center once again, trying to get on the board for the first time tonight. Madden off the left side. Madden cuts it to the middle of the field. Touchdown. Madden is in for the touchdown. Madden from six yards out picks up his 18th touchdown of the season and avoids the shutout for the Indians. Now we'll see if they bring in the kick team. They do. They do. Yes. It'll be Carson Osaski ready to do the booting. And he'll say we're still missing one guy. (laughs) And nobody's coming out. That's how they've been the last couple plays. Ten players. Here we go. Snap set kick up. It looked like somebody might have gotten a hand on it. And it made it. Number 11. I think that was 11 for the Seals. I think it was Gearhart that might have gotten his fingernail on it. If he would have cut his fingernails this week, he wouldn't have gotten the block. Four play, 56-yard drive in two minutes and five seconds. Madden with the six-yard touchdown run as we look at the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. Do we have it? Is, are there any 10-play drives anymore? I mean... <laughs> uh, honestly, all, all, all season long, Four, Seelands two, Grove... three. <laughs> uh, you know, that that's... Now, next week, it's going to be... Uh, I'll tell you uh, one thing. This is the earliest Jersey Shore has started in a game. They have started really slow. But they started early against Lewisburg and really took it to Lewisburg. As a matter of fact, we'll take a quick update of our Blaze Alexander Ford built Ford Tough game of the week. And in the third quarter, it's Jersey Shore 34, Lewisburg 7. But they have started off slow the last several weeks. And then in the second half, all of a sudden, boom, they start scoring at will. Osaski booting the ball away. A line drive kick at the 30. Now looking for something to do with it. And now deciding to run with it is Hoover. Hoover was trying to find somebody to pitch it to, and he gets to the 35 and then steps out of bounds at the 36-yard line. Yeah, that was that was a maybe 30-yard kick line drive. Uh, it went right to Teague Hoover. And again, there's that situation. They 
they had to have the first kick return team on the field. They meaning the Seals. There was nobody else. Well, I don't know if it was the complete first team, though. That was the thing, because it looked like a a couple of the guys behind might have been new, but not quite sure on that one. But I agree, but you're right. I mean, that's what happens a lot of times there. Luke Smith now split out to the near side. And the handoff right up to the 50, or make that the 40-yard line. Quarterback sneak. It looked like he might might not have handed that one off. No, yeah, was, he took that one himself. It was You're quarterback right. sneak, and he just. Second down and seven with under a minute remaining here in the third quarter. So Bastion on the quarterback keeper that time picked up three. We'll go on the straight eye handoff. Right to Jessa Maria. And Jessa Maria gets to the line of scrimmage, and that'll do it. And this will likely end it for the third quarter play. That was 72, the the nose guard for, uh, and he's coming out. It looks like he he was one of the last starters, I think. Yeah, that's Brock Nye. Yep, Brock Nye stepping out. And Seals Grove will come to the sideline. So in the final 12 minutes, here in this semifinal game, we'll be put on the clock here shortly. At the end of three, it is Sealand Scroll, 42, and Shemokin, 7. This is Sealand Grove Seals football presented by Sealand Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. I can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet. Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile? I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods. And you yelling, leave the shoes outside. (laughs) These floors have seen a lot, and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey. Right? You bet, my dear, you bet. Carpet Man in Milton. Flooring for life. It's not too early to think about your Christmas tree, and you only need to remember one thing, 30,000. That's how many trees there are to choose from at Cole's Stony Hill Tree Farm. They have them all, from four to all the way up to 10-foot-tall sizes. Choose from the four most popular species like Douglas fir, Conkalure, Fraser fir, and Blue Spruce. Tag it now to cut fresh when you are ready to decorate. And don't forget to visit the Christmas shop for all the ornaments, beautiful wreaths, decorations, and more. Time flies, so before the holidays arrive, you can be ready now with Cole's Stony Hill Tree Farm, Mexico Road in Milton. This is Eagle 107. back to pass, looks downfield, fires one incomplete over his intended receiver's head by just a little bit. And Bastion trying his second pass of season as it were on the numbers that was a that was a quick slant off to the right side i say again here we go <laughs> second team punt unit on it's a lot of young guys that probably haven't done it in a long time hey the good news is they're getting in a game and they're getting in a big game you know there's not some of these guys may not see a playoff game in their career and That's they can right. say they were in one so the punt ready to come up now, and they'll get it away. A little bit of pressure. And this one hits at about the 35, bounces to the 30, works its way down to the 20-yard line, and boy, I'll tell you what, Mumford was not in the right spot there. If you're a Shemokin fan, you do not want your return man in there. And he almost ended up touching that one, but 
it ends up going and being down at the 23-yard line. 10.53 to go here in the final stanza. Sealands Grove with a 42-7 lead, getting ready to pack their bags for Jersey Shore. Yeah, I'm looking across the field. I don't think 34 is in there anymore. Right on the 50, if that's Well, and, and you're right, because right now, Coach Anoski just took a timeout, and that's usually the timeout to make sure you have, have the second team in there. Yep, that's exactly right. This is where you go. You line up at center. You're a guard. You're a guard. <laughs> yeah, he's out. That's, that's Madden straight, straight across the field. Well, an outstanding career that I will be surprised if does not continue somewhere. He's a tough kid. You better believe it. And he has been the workhorse on this Shemokin team. Over 100 yards again tonight. Puts him at well over 1,400 for the season. Wow. And uh, I see somebody over there giving him a, a quick hug as he's playing his last high school football game tonight. But that's some amazing numbers. Sure is. So Shemokin now will have their second team in. And try and get you some of those players as they come in. We'll see who they come in at quarterback. I I was going to say, I haven't seen anybody else this year at quarterback, but Nye is in at quarterback yet. Nye is still the same. There was another one in warm-ups. I want to say number three. Get that ball off the field. And here's the handoff right through the middle. Number 26, he's going to get it to the outside, to the 50, to the 40, to the 30. One man to beat right down the numbers. Touchdown, Shamokin. And that one will go for 77 yards. Somebody for Seals Grove is down. Yeah. And, and I apologize, we do not have a 26 right. on There's the roster. I just looked. It might be a home away jersey change. I wonder if that's uh, Malachi Peffer. He would be a running back, He'd be a sophomore. He's about that same size. But you're right, there is a, a Seals Grove player down at about the seven yard line after that long run and another whoppingly long drive. <laughs> That's unfortunate when anyone gets hurt, but especially in a game like this that's that's out of hand. And Oh, boy. One play, 77 yards. That was the hardest numbers that Zach Showers have had to put together all year. He had to actually subtract 100 from 23, and that's how he came up with that number. That's how I did it. <laughs> 42-13 with the extra point pending here in the fourth quarter. As they will be back next week. And uh, coming off the field, looks like Did that might be that? Ty Ritter. He was Can limping a little bit. Number? I think it's 23. Number nine. He's coming off the field under his own power. Was limping a little bit, but now... Seems to be a little bit better. Yes, yep. that's who it is, 23. So that is Ty Ritter, the 5'10", 155 junior. Pat oh. O'Brien should be back at the helm. And all will be right with the world again. 
Here comes the extra point. Snaps good, sets down. The kick is up. It is not going to make it across the crossbar. That one kind of just dropped out of the sky. A couple of weeks ago, I saw one hit the support bar. Well, you don't see that very often. So that extra point is no good. And with 10.27 to go here in this one, it is 42-13. Sealands Grove leading the Shemokin Indians. Next week, the Seals will be on the road to take on Jersey Shore. They lead 41-7 over Lewisburg now in the third quarter. That game will have a running clock as well. Actually, maybe not. Uh, It's going to be interesting. That may be one point short. It's going to be interesting to see how that field is right now at Jersey Shore. Yeah, well, Jersey Shore has done, they do so much with the football, and they do so, I should say that, they do so much before the ball is snapped. It makes it tough to really defend them sometimes. Well, they're they're a very up-tempo offense, and um, their coach has done a great job up there, Gravis. And a squib kick. Okay, good scoop, 32. Yep, hopped on by Xavier Lopez. So that's going to be a first and 10 for the Seals with 10.25 remaining in this one. And once they get the ball spotted, we'll start winding the clock once again. This has been a game of quick drives, quick scores. We have not had a scoring drive over three plays tonight. That's amazing. I, I keep that's, saying that's, it, but I don't. I I can't get my head around it. You know. One receiver each direction. Now ball on the far hash mark, moving right to left as we view things here in the final stanza. Oh, run the sweep to the near side. Got some room. Trying to get some room is that fellow. No, it's actually going to be Holtzapple. Holtzapple across the fifty and steps out of bounds in Shemokin territory. They'll spot him at the forty-seven yard line. Nice run, Derek. And that was blocked very well by the Seals. Old Apple with a about a 15-yarder. First and 10 with Sealands Grove driving again and the second team in there. I would say second team plus. <laughs> Seriously, they've he there's been a bunch of guys running on. Bastion will give it to the first back through this time. And that one is going to be Sassaman. And Sassaman will pick up seven to the 39-yard line. Second down and three for... Inside run, inside trap. Blocked very well by the group up front. Second down and three now from the 39-yard line. One receiver goes to the far side of the field. One to the near side. Eye formation. Almost on the near hash mark this time. And the handoff once again to Sassman, who got popped as soon as he found the one-yard gain. And he gets tackled by Corey Adams. Yes. No gain on that. Gives us third down and three, third and four, long three. I would say this is four-down territory, Kevin. I don't think they're going to punt it here, but get the first. 
First things first, get the first. Third down and three, 8.09 to go here in the game. And the handoff, it's going to be good enough for the first as Sasswood will come across, or make that Holtzapple comes across the first down marker and gets down to the 32-yard line. Actually, they're going to say he was down at the 34-yard line. So that five-yard gain will be a first down. I know if Pat were calling this game, he would say it's full of highlights. Highlight. Yeah. Highlight. Highlights. High formation again, and uh, two that time. Seals kind of got a little overly eager. Right here, cowbell guy here in Seals Grove. I thought he was only at Beaver Stadium. <laughs> if you know Cowbell Guy, you've sat in the real Beaver Stadium seats. <laughs> First down at 15 at the 39-yard line, under seven to play. Holds have a wow, did he get he met. A lot of white jerseys Whoa. right there. We're, we're looking at a mirror image of two offenses here. One by Shemokin, inside run, handoff, and then Seelensgrove, inside run, handoff. Second down and 15. Another big tackle for the player wearing 26 tonight. And this time we're going to be in the offset pistol, and it's going to be Bastion. Bastion all by himself. Bastion right to the middle of the field to the 20, to the 15, and he's drugged down from behind at the 15-yard line by Mumford. Nice run. Nice run. 24 on the first down carry. That play results in another steal. First down. That'll put the ball. Actually, they'll spot it at the 15, 16-yard line, actually. 5.49 to go. Here in the game, Sealand's Grove leading it 42 to 13. Second teams are both in as, as you said, second team plus one maybe. And in the shotgun is Bastion, pistol rather is Bastion. He'll gonna, he's going to run it to the right side. They're trying to get him to the end zone, to the 10, to the 5. Pushed out of bounds at the three-yard line. Pushed there by Mumford once again. These guys are working hard. This is this is a great look for young Seelands Grove. Bastion with five carries on the year for 37 yards. He's actually almost doubled that now in those last two carries. You know, he's a good-sized kid, good-looking kid. 6'1", 200-pound sophomore. And moves. First and goal of the four-yard line, under five remaining. I formation. Bastion now goes back to the standard. He'll hand it off over to the left side. Holtzapple will meet a wall. Whoa! And, wow, did he did he actually continue on? I thought they touchdown. put him down, but he didn't. He's actually pushed into the end zone for a touchdown. It looked as if he was dead to rights at the line of scrimmage and somehow popped through without a whistle. Well, the ball did. They they The ball advanced over. And then they jumped on it. I think 
uh, one of Shemokin's kids punched the ball out when he was going down, and then um, Seals Grove recovered it in the end zone. I did not see the ball come out, nor did I see the recovery on that one, but extra point is coming. Is that Caleb Hicks kicking this one? Yes, Looks it is. Looks like it. That kick is a line drive kick, and it, it is good. good. That'll make it 49-13 with 4.33 remaining in this one. And I did not see that ball pop free. I just all of a sudden saw, heard no whistles, and I saw referees going toward it. I didn't see a beanbag either. <laughs> 4.33 remaining in this one. As we take our final glance here at the Blaze Alexander Nissan out-of-town scoreboard, Montoursville in hand of this one uh, over Athens, 48-3. to Milton shutting out North Penn Mansfield, 28-0. Loyal Sock 41, Kalineski Valley nothing. And our Blaze Alexander built Ford Tough game of the week from Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. Jersey Shore leading Lewisburg 41-7. And that will be the next trip for the Seals. They'll be on the road to the shore without a beach. <laughs> the shore without a beach. <laughs> Nine, oh, my goodness, a nine-play, 62-yard drive, taking five minutes and 52 seconds. Finelli with the fumble recovery for the touchdown. And that one taken and then dropped by Mumford. Mumford picks it up at about his 11 to the 15 to the 20. Outside to the 25, gets outside of the numbers to the 30. And can't quite get enough field. If this were the Canadian Football League, he'd have enough field out there. <laughs> Don't you see that happen a lot in football, though? They fumble a, a return, and it's it, the coverage team doesn't adjust, whether it's a punt, whether it's a kick return. Um, or they break down the lanes when they see the ball free. Every, everybody kind of gets out of their lane a little bit, as you said, but um, that, that happens often. So we'll see what Shemokin does here on this first down play. They were able to punch it in the last couple of times. Clock winding with four minutes to go. And it is going to be nice still at quarterback with an eye formation behind him. And the give coming to the near side. Nice defense by the Seals. Looks like uh, Mikulak. Ritter was in on that. Second down and eight. At the 38-yard line. Be an interesting matchup for the District 4 Championship, and it's happened a lot the last several years uh, between Sealands Grove and Jersey Shore. Now Nye again with the handoff. And coming out to the edge to the 40-yard line. Is going to be it's number 16. Yes. A gain of maybe three to the 41-yard line. Third and five. Clock Third down will, and five. Clock will wind with under three minutes to go. Don't forget, coming up in the post game, we'll give you the stats, final numbers, and, well, that would be the stats, but we'll also give you the Shemokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. 
And the handoff first back through dragging a couple of tacklers is Jovell Martinez. And that'll be a first down to the 49-yard line. Boy, a lot of new numbers for the Seals Grove defense there. After that nine yard and a first down, would you say uh, who was on the tackle on that one? Because I could, uh, I missed that one. Uh, t- Twenty-seven got up. I'm sure. Jessica Maria might have been there on that tackle. Fifty-seven. I'm sorry. Again, hard reading those numbers. <laughs> hey, listen, you don't hear me try to correct you. <laughs> it's hard reading those numbers. Jovel Martinez again on the carry with a gain of five. Second down and about five with a minute 50 remaining in this one. This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107 WEGH. Northumberland Sealands Grove. Sealands Grove football presented by Sealands Grove Ford. Second down and five with a minute 30 to go and nigh under center once again. He it's will awesome. pitch the ball to the near side. And McCulloch will oh, come in fumble. and fumble the ball. And, and Seals may have picked it up. And it is going to be a recovery for Trent Turner. Turner, the 5'10", 165 sophomore, will get the fumble recovery. And now the Seals will have an opportunity to go into victory formation. One of uh, any coach's favorite calls on offense is victory-o, victory-o. Best playing football. Clock winding with a minute 10 to go. It'll be uh, 15 on the play clock, so probably have to snap it one more time. Or, uh, excuse me, uh, about two more times. And actually, they're going to reset the play clock now. So they won't have to snap it two more times. They'll only need to snap it one more time. If, if they play that play clock and let it go down. Yeah, there's 25 on the play clock, doing. 41 on the game clock. So now you're at kneel down, and that'll and do it. That's the game. Because there's 40 on the play clock, and they'll wind it right down. So the Seals will win this District 4 4A semifinal. 49-13 over the Shemokin Indians. They're on the road to Jersey Shore one week from tonight. We'll wrap things up when we return for the postgame. This is Sealands Grove Seals football presented by Sealands Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tagged, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service humbles work your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line and without an appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road in Pennsylvania Avenue, Hummels Wharf. State and service fees apply. Are you looking for a job? Join a team with over 40 years of experience. Truck and Trailer Sales of Seals Grove, the largest tractor-trailer dealership in the region, has immediate openings for truck drivers for commercial trucks. A CDL is a must, or they will train the right person. Please apply in person at Truck and Trailer Sales, 1273 South Market Street, Seals Grove, or call 570-374-1114. Make your decision an excellent choice. 
Growing up in the construction business, my dad always taught us that quality wasn't just a word that you throw around, it was a way of life. When you choose quality, you'll get what you pay for. That's how I've always felt working with Glicks here in central Pennsylvania. The garage doors they offer are high quality and their installers do a fantastic job. If you're looking for a quality garage door, then Glicks should be your first call. I'm Todd Ross and I'm happy to recommend Glicks. This is Will Marks, General Manager at Murray Motors Chevrolet. We are coming off our best-selling season ever. Why? Because we are big enough to serve you, small enough to know your name. Murray Motors Chevrolet brings you a bigger, better selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, including the area's best selection of custom trucks, sports cars, and new inventory arriving daily. We're the only dealer to offer a lifetime powertrain warranty and price match guarantee on all new Chevrolet models. So let's set it straight. We have the best price and best warranty, period. Murray Motors Chevrolet, located a half a mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Sealands Grove, or on Online at murraychevy.com. Powertrain warranty does not include commercial vehicles. Eagle107.com. It's time for the Seals postgame show. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Steve Briggs. Well, you're half right. Steve Briggs here. Pat O'Brien will be here next week uh, as he's recovering from voice issues this evening. Kevin Herr, happy to fill in tonight uh, for a Seals victory over the Shemokin Indians and the Seals at home winning their final game here at Harold L. Bowling Memorial Stadium for the year. A 48-13 win over the Shemokin Indians and it started pretty much right out of the gate. I mean, you had said when we talked about what do you do if you win the toss, you said if Seals Grove wins, defer. Well, they did and on a third three and out Shemokin had the opportunity to punt the ball away, and Coach Hynoski decided, as I said, to do his best Kenny Rogers impersonation, and he was the gambler. And unfortunately, as I said then, he did not break even. He lost that on a fourth and one. When you give it to the guy that averages six yards a carry, you think you should be able to get that one yard, and Sealand's Grove's defense stood up and denied them. Uh, it was, it was a, uh, as big a play as it was all night. Um... We'll talk about the backbreaker uh, deal in a, in a little bit here, but um, that set the tone. That set the tone defensively. That took a lot of the wind out of and, uh, the, the sails of Shemokin, so to speak, and, and it was uh, downhill for them, but just an explosive game for Seals Grove after that. Well, and I think you and I are in, are in sync there when it comes to that Shemokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. That one, as you said, set the tone. That's it. That's, I mean, and, and, that changed the game. And two plays later, it was already 7 to nothing before uh, Shemokin even realized what happened. So there you go, that fourth down stop on the first drive, the Shemokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Shemokin Dam Health Center offering medical care, chiropractic care, rehabilitation, and more. Call 570-743-4333 for an appointment. And it was just two-play drive, two-play drive, three-play drive. I mean, these were big, big runs. Heil with a 73-yard touchdown run, uh, a 31-yard touchdown reception, a 51-yard touchdown run. Bastion with a 74-yard touchdown reception. Miller with a 13-yard touchdown reception. And Heil with a blocked punt that he scooped and scored with to end the half. And uh, that's where we ended up the halftime at 35 to nothing and and it was just um played well offensively and defensively and big play after big play on the offensive side it certainly was and the name that keeps coming up if this was the super bowl brandon heil will be driving out 
with a new car. <laughs> He'd be going because, to Disney World. Oh, my goodness. That, <laughs> He'd he, be on Good Morning America. <laughs> he's been spectacular all year from day one. Um, and he and he's even getting better now. I a lot, a lot of you can't say enough good things about this kid, and he continues to make big play after big play, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams. Um, just just a terrific kid, and um, got another week, man. And it's going to be fun. Hey, listen, anytime you get to week 12, it's going to be a good thing. And that will be the District 4 final. And we'll tell you that it's likely going to be a Jersey Shore. We'll give you the final score or at least the fourth quarter score of that in just a moment. The final stats coming up as well. Sealands Grove with a semifinal victory here at Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field. This is Sealands Grove Seals football presented by Sealands Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. The new Nissans have arrived at Alexander Nissan. The three hottest vehicles in the industry are here. The all-new 22 Rogue, Pathfinder, and Frontier. We have a huge inventory of the new Nissan you want, with units arriving daily. And your trade-in has never been worth more. Come in now and get the maximum market value today. So remember, if you want any new Nissan, we either have it or we'll have it arriving daily. Alexander Nissan is rolling out the all-new Nissans at a record pace because we're taking deals the other guys won't. That's a touchdown good for four points. Huh? They're going to mark off this penalty at least 112 yards. What is going on? Numbers matter, and they matter most when it comes to your money and income taxes. I'm Bill Booker, CPA, and I'm in my second decade of serving clients in the Sealands Grove area. Please visit me for all of your personal and business income tax needs. My office, William D. Booker, CPA, is located at 530 South Market Street. I look forward to assisting you. As a proud Sealands Grove parent and resident, I want to wish good luck to all of the Sealands Grove Seals and Susquehanna River Hawk sports teams. Eagle107.com. 48-13, the final here from Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field as we wrap things up for the final game here in Sealands Grove. But there will be one more game at least in the uh, Sealands Grove schedule for the District 4 Championship. We'll get to that in a moment. Zach Showers has been working up on the numbers. And, boy, there's one number that you and I kind of just looked at and laughed about a little bit, and not, not in a bad way. It's just very deceiving. You look at a team that just ran for 234 yards on the ground and thought, wow, that game must have been in hand. Unfortunately, most of those came in the second half when the game was in hand, but Shemokin with 234 yards on the ground, most of it in that nine-play drive where they scored. Yeah, other than really the mercy, other than uh, really Madden going off there, <laughs> that number skewed because of the mercy rule, which happens in high school football. Stats don't always tell everything, even though I love them. <laughs> That's why you're here. Yeah. And I think another interesting one is the first downs. I mean, you would think, again, with a score like this, Sealands Grove had dominated the first down, but they were, as I said earlier, two-play drive, two-play drive, two-play drive, three-play drive. I mean, they didn't have any play. I don't think they had any drive over three, did they? No, I don't believe so. Um, other than, of course, yeah, the at the end there with the fumble. But uh, 10 first downs for Sealands Grove, and the first team only had five. But every single first down for the Seals went for a touchdown with the first team offense. Uh, 198 yards on the ground, 118 in the air. And uh, Pastore, even though he wasn't, uh, you know, he was 50% in the air, he was extremely efficient with the completions. Yeah, three for six, 118 yards, and three touchdowns. I don't know what his quarterback rating is, but I would imagine that's pretty high when every, every pass you throw 
and yeah. complete as a touchdown. Every completion went for six points, and uh, boy, that was the uh, the kind of night it was for Sealands Grove. You know, uh, when you look at this game and compare it numbers wise to some of the other ones, what kind of pops in your head, Zach? Um, it's a lot of the same. I mean, this team just continues to get big plays on offense. Uh, I I break it down every every week for the guys, and it's just explosive play after explosive play. And I know there's times where you start to wonder, is that going to come back and bite you? But they keep, <laughs> they keep making those big plays and winning. I mean, you look at the numbers. I mean, Heil, three carries for 125 yards and two touchdowns, and then the one pass he catches is a touchdown for yeah. 31 yards. Yeah, he just a touchdown, too. Locks a punt, yeah. returns it for a touchdown. Um, Tucker Teets, it's been bottled up the past couple weeks. Um, five carries for seven yards. Pastore. Uh, four carries for negative 11. Uh, Kale Bastion came in, four carries for 37 yards, and Holt Apple had five nice runs for 24 yards. Uh, the, on the receiving end, Gavin Bastion, a reception for 74 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and Miller also had a catch and a rumble down to the end zone for 13 yards and a touchdown. So that, those were Seals' numbers. Uh, looking at Shemokin, they kept another quarterback in check. You never felt like Nye was going to make any plays uh three for 11 just 13 yards um the kid has some talent there's no question about that when you look at him but uh the seals defense did a nice job uh, madden 25 carries 130 yards and a touchdown and that only averages out to about five yards a carry uh which when yeah and uh you know and that touchdown came against the second guys as well artist jones three carries for 89 yards and a touchdown um, and then a bunch of guys that just got some mercy rule time. So uh, total yardage, 307 for the Seals, 247 for Shemokin. Uh, each team with one fumble, which I believe both of them came late in, you know, late in the second half. Well, I'm going to have to buy you a new stack of orange Post-it notes after that one because you had a whole <laughs> bunch of them here for me, so I appreciate that. Zach, thanks so much for uh, helping helping out here tonight and as you do all season and you have for several seasons here on the broadcast. We Absolutely. Thank you, Kevin. So we'll get uh, Coach's final thoughts here in the game as well as we get ready to wrap things up here from Sealands Grove in a 48-13 win. Let's run down some of the scores from across the uh, region here tonight. As we look at things, uh, for, again, 49-13 uh, here in uh, Sealands Grove. Uh, Jersey Shore, a 48-7 lead over Lewisburg late in the fourth quarter now. So that means the Seals will take the trip to Jersey Shore ton uh, yeah, tonight, one week from tonight, and take on the Bulldogs, the number one seed and the number two seed matching up in that one. Montoursville with a 48-7 lead over Athens in the fourth. Milton at last check leading North Penn Mansfield 28-0 at Loyal Sock leading 41-0 over Cowan. Esky Valley. No close games here tonight uh, in some of these semifinals and quarterfinals. Tomorrow, the District 4 single-A semifinal in the afternoon. Montgomery taking on Muncie. The double-A afternoon games will be Wellsboro South Williamsport, Bloomsburg at Mount Carmel. The evening game will be Line Mountain and Southern Columbia, Sayre at Troy. And in the um, that will be the games for tomorrow in single-A and double-A. So what we're looking at for the next couple of weeks, single-A, double-A will be Saturday games, and it appears as though the uh, Friday games will be your uh, 4A and uh, 3A games. So... 
Steve, your final thoughts as we wrap things up here at Sealand's Grove. Well, it was total domination. Um, a big night for Brandon Heil in many ways. And I think, m- which may be the stat that Zach missed, which is the most important stack, stat going into next week, we came out of this relatively healthy. And I think that's really key when you get into the state playoffs, uh, especially, you know, we've got to go up to a, a tough place to play. Well, Jersey Shore does a great job of disguising the football, or disguising what they do with the football. They run a lot of guys in motion. There's a lot of wingbacks who actually run the ball who are look more like wide receivers on the roster. So there's a lot of deception there, and it's been a very good defense this year for the most part. And tonight, I think, is the first time, at least on number, uh, looking at the score, that they've really jumped out on somebody early in the, in the game and really take control as they did with Lewisburg tonight it's it's going to be a great one it was here when they played in week two um i think the seals had opportunities to win that uh which would have been enormous but you learn from that and keep going jersey shore's last loss happened in the state championship game wow there's a stat of the day for you Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure filling in for uh, Pat O'Brien tonight. I- I'm hoping he will be back, in, and-, and I know he will have every sort of a, a tea, lemon, uh, whatever he needs. A bit right now. Whatever he needs <laughs> to make sure that voice is ready for next week. Thanks for letting me sit in for you. Feel better, my friend, and we'll talk soon. Th- uh, thanks for joining us here tonight on Eagle 107. The Sealands Grove Seals with a 49-13 win over the Shemokin Indians will now go to the District 4 championship game at Jersey Shore one week from tonight. 6 o'clock will be the airtime on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Kickoff is set for 7 from Thompson Street Stadium from the shore that has no beach. For Zach Showers, our stat guy, Rick Erdman, our producer, Steve Briggs, I'm Kevin Herr. And, of course, big thank you to Pat O'Brien. We'll be back in this seat next week. Thanks for joining us for Sealands Grove Seals Football, presented by Sealands Grove Ford on Eagle 107. School can be complicated, but banking doesn't have to be. Whether it's saving money for a car, depositing cash from your summer job, or trying to figure out what building credit means, you never have to worry. Because for all of your money questions, you've got Nori Bank. Find us at noribank.com and stop by any of our branches to get started. The Northumberland National Bank. Member FDIC. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life, and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live in whatever your sport. Shamoka Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Shamoka Dam Health Center. Designed with you in mind. Thanks for listening to Sealands Grove Seals Football on Eagle 107. Coverage of next week's game begins at 6 p.m. Friday night. Seals Football is a production of Eagle 107.